Come on and join me on the B-side When movie stars that weren't in their prime Made other movies that got left behind That got them covered on the B-side You're gonna like it on the B-side Cause you got Dan and Connor by your side Throwing your knowledge from the inside And now you're listening to the B-side Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the B-Side Podcast for the film stage. I am Dan Mecca here with Connor O'Donnell. As you know, if you listen here, we talk about movie stars, not the movies that made them famous or kept them famous, but the ones that they made in between. And as we are recording this episode, we are in the heart of Oscar season. And this Sigourney was a, a uh a poll, right, Connor? Yeah, it was one of she was one of our audience choice selects. We had done the like the ladies of, of Ridley Scott films. Oh, the and Ridley so ladies. She, and so she beat out Of course she won. She yeah, she she beat out uh Ruby D. Sure. And I so. um I didn't know I can't remember who else was in there, I'm sure. Uh, um but but so we want so this is a it's a ripe time for movies nominated and otherwise and our good friend joe reed is with us co-host of this at oscar buzz the great this at oscar buzz we were just talking about the much recently lauded new york times approved man this had so much buzz. pressure now i know it's a lot of pressure joe, a lot yeah seriously <laughs> don't mess this up no i um, know how I are stick you sir the landing i'm good i'm good yeah we're sort of we're in the thick of Oscar season, I've got, you know, a bunch of different irons in the fire. We've got our podcast going on. So it's a, a busy time of the year, but like a good busy time of the year. So of course, uh, thanks for having me on. Always, always a pleasure. Well, and we wanted here. to, you know, to offset your Oscar movies. We wanted yes. to pick four <laughs> B-sides that could never be nominated. No. <laughs> could they? So the batting yeah, average for the four that we watched Rough. is... Is rough. Yeah, staggeringly I rough. Say. I have to say, we we often maybe bring the this next, up. Of, maybe the next person we're do, we're just gonna do a sides. Just to, just to guarantee. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm it sorry. Out. It had to be you, Joe, that made this well, happen. Well, the Jody, like, the Jody. So, uh, so we just recorded and released Jody Foster. Yes, with our friend Katie, and kind yeah. of, you know, interesting people to to consider together, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of. Big movie stars in similar time frames, both kind of famous for being smart, right? Like, like whether, yes. whether or not that's reductive or not. Like, these are people right. who Yale like school of drama, and yeah, right. like, and just yeah, even yeah. like in their personalities, you're like, oh, these mm-hmm. people, like Sigourney and Jody, like know what they're talking about, right? And like, right, and so, right. um, similarly, Jody was a kind of more interesting. I, mean, I don't want to say interesting, more, uh. I guess there was more peaks and valleys, but certainly there were some valleys there too. So it's an interesting little run with these like incredibly accomplished, right. uh, incredibly accomplished act- actresses. You guys talk about Nim's Island. We so oh, we, we did. Jody and we Prince certainly did. did. Yeah, no, that's we the went. perfect Jody B side. <laughs> it's Island. a deep yeah. B side, and we were marveling at how she basically she grew up making those Disney movies, and then when she mm-hmm. was like fifty, was the was the mother figure in a version yep. of one of those movies, like yep. 40, yep. 50 years later. I don't hate that movie. Yeah. I think that movie's cut for what it is. I think Interesting that movie, movie is okay. Movie. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely better than the movie. Better most, than better maybe than not all right the movies we're going to talk about here. I, there's one of the four that I really quite liked. Okay. I'm curious. I think it has to be yeah. all. Anyway, okay. So oh, yeah. here, here <laughs> we'll are, get to it. Now we re- so we were talking about this before we recorded. We, 
Connor, Connor, Connor constructed this mostly, and and it's you can lay it on me. It's my fault. No, it's no, fine. no. It's a good idea. This is the way we used to do the podcast, like the Keanu Reeves inspiration of the podcast, which is like, what were the movies he made between The Matrix and The Matrix Reloaded? And yeah. those five movies, that was like the inception of the B side, because it was like, you know, The Replacements, The Watcher, Hardball, uh, Sweet November, and whatever the fifth one was. And it was like, uh, uh, oh my God, the Raimi movie, The Gift. And it was like. These right. are the five movies. Can you believe they, he made those five movies in between two of his biggest hits? Those are all B-sides. And so similarly, we went, what did Sigourney make betwixt Alien and Aliens? And the answer is Eyewitness in 1981, directed by Peter Yates, Deal of the Century in 1983, directed by William Freakin and written by Paul Brickman, director of Risky business the same yep. year mm -hmm. that came out we'll talk about so it. so also a b-side in its own way because it's like a risky For business b-side yeah yeah you know, mm -hmm. that's true. and then um in 85 uh un film au droit de, i said that wrong one woman or two the danielle vignette movie and then finally the same year as aliens a little erotic thriller kind of called half moon street by bob swain it, Those are our four. And it should be noted, it's not like it was the straight four. Like, in 1982, she makes The Year of Living Dangerously. Sure. Total A-side, right. right? And then in 84, yeah. she makes Ghostbusters, right? So A little movie called yeah. Ghostbusters. Ever right. heard of it? Know anything about a right. frozen empire? But that also even, like, throws these four <laughs> that we're talking about into even more stark relief because it's like, oh, these were the movies she made on either yes, side Yes, right. Like, they are truly B-sides, right? Because they're it's in between, so like, the, all, all those yeah. movies. Now, whatever. Yep. Now, this is a question. Whatever happened with Ghostbusters? Did they ever make another Ghostbusters? Not to my knowledge. There's I only feel like there's one, been a lot right? of talk, like yeah. chatter about it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, never, never well, thank God, because I don't know how you'd ever do that right again. No, um, no. All right, so. Now, Sigourney in our lives. This is how we always start. Joseph, yes. tell me. Yes. Tell us. Sigourney. Susan. Born. Susan. Susan. Yes. yes. Indeed. Sigourney. Adopted Sigourney on her own. I love the story an is actor. Great. But you know the story, like, right? I don't know beyond I from the only thing I knew was that she like that it was a name out of literature. Right? The, the, great, the great Gatsby, I believe. No, so it's, yeah. it's it in in The Great Gatsby, Jordan Baker's aunt is referenced oh, and in what one a, line what and a it's pretentious like, deep cut like what it's like, absolutely it's like Sigourney Howard or something and she and she was like she she's talked very openly I listen to many podcasts and late night shows and she talks she's one of those people I, another old-fashioned thing that I love about Sigourney is she like says the same shit in every single thing she does yeah, which I do like because it's very look. She sticks to, from she the sticks to the she's story, like, man. Like, she's yeah, got yeah. her stories and she tells those yeah. stories. It's like very Tom Cruise yes. post, uh, yeah. you know, post, you know, the you know the beginning of the end, but you know, post totally. War of the Worlds tour. Um, but anyway, so what was your first Sigourney? Do you remember? Was it Ghostbusters? What do you think it was? 
Joe. Yeah. It, so when I was a kid, Ghostbusters was, I mean, I'm not unique in this regard. Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. I just, we just unearthed a sequel to Ghostbusters. Oh, no. I just remembered it. I'm just hearing this <laughs> now. Oh my God. Um, those two movies together, which is why it took me forever to realize that people didn't like Ghostbusters 2 because I'm a kid and I'm like, these movies are great together. Yeah. I see no problem with the two of these in tandem. You know, Statue of Liberty walking along with Happy Juice. Like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Peter McNichol i will still stand up for because i think peter mcnichol is a scream in that movie yeah um, i agree but anyway um watched those movies a lot rented them a lot from the video store i imagine they were on even in like the era of comedy central that i was watching that was mostly just like old saturday night live episodes and like clips of stand-ups doing their routines like music videos um, I think they still probably showed Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 quite a bit. So I watched those movies a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I really liked Scream Weaver and she was like an early actress who I like knew about. So when like I was getting into, you know, uh, other movies when I was growing up where I would see, oh, she's in this movie uh dave you know what i mean like so when i saw dave i'm like oh sigourney weaver from from ghostbusters so i would watch a you know copycat and like into the ice storm and then when i got into college is when i watched the alien movies so i watched all of those sort of like one after another dipped back into working girl and by that point she's into like her 2000s movies where she works kind of a lot in the 2000s um and it's you know a lot more hit or miss but i remember so one of the movies that we didn't choose that i sort of if we were you know choosing you know b-sides from different points in her career she made a movie called death and the maiden which was directed by roman polanski which is based on a play she plays a south american woman who uh, in an unnamed South American country, but it's like based on essentially like Chile, it's Chile, yeah. Yeah, 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 a a a former sort of you know f- uh, post uh, uh, post the fascists going down, and her husband's on like the Truth and Reconciliation Commission prosecution team, and they come across Ben Kingsley, and she recognizes from his voice that this is the doctor who had imprisoned and raped her during the. Uh, during the fascist regime and so she then ties him up and sets upon him to sort of try him for the crimes against her and get him to confess anyway really dark movie i can't remember how i stumbled upon it it must have been like a pay cable channel that it was you know showing on it but i remember i like sort of stumbled upon it early on watched the whole thing was fascinated by it and then at age because this comes out in like 94 so i'm like 15 you know what i mean yeah. maybe yeah yeah um i'm so fucking proud of myself for getting into this movie that is like difficult and dangerous and r-rated and grown up and like this is it's not even like the kind of r-rated movies that like i would like my friends and i would want to go see where it's like action adventure whatever it's like this is serious fucking subject matter this is an independent film right and so i remember that being like a very early on kind of a movie where it's like oh these are the kind of movies that like make me like engage my you know that sort of intellectual side side of my brain yeah Yeah. exactly and so um because not only like i was like a I was a brainy kid, but I also was like, it was the ego of it too. It oh, was yeah, like, sure. oh, I yeah. want everybody to know that like they just talk, I can, man. They're I just can watch talking. smart things. <laughs> yeah. I know stuff. Um, so that was a big movie in that regard, where I was like, an ice storm was sort of like that too. Sure. Where yeah. um 
that was another one that felt very like grown up um and that was that sort was of as i'm deeply that for me ice storm i remember yeah. being like oh these people lead complicated lives yeah right like yeah. you're 1970s like 1970s key parties ooh. like remember that i don't but i can you know, <laughs> yeah. sort of like you know nod wisely like ah yes i, I the feel days like of key ice parties. storm is like good american beauty is how i oh, like sort of sit on that. it now where yeah. like when american mm-hmm. beauty came out and i saw it I, I felt that way about American Beauty, but over time, of over time, I'm kind of yeah. like, yeah, no, right? But I feel like right. Ice Storm good... still holds up. Totally. Yeah, Absolutely it's an interesting best. moment. I think one thing I wanted to mention about Sigourney, which I thought was kind of fascinating, was um, she has been nominated for, she could be a EGOT. But has only she's been nominated for all four, but has only yes. won one. Do you guys know which one she's won? Oh, um, is it like a Grammy for like a, a it's voice? A, it's an audio book, right? Isn't it? She's an audio book. She's a great audio book. Oh, great audio book. It's great voice. I mean, great yeah. voice. She yes. she won a Grammy for um. Oh, I thought I had just had it here. Yeah, Earth the book. Right, right. Grammy Award for best uh spoken word album. But I thought what was more interesting, and I honestly don't know that I knew this about her. She got nominated for a Tony for the the original Broadway run of Hurley Burley. Oh. Oh, which wow. is, that's which is crazy. Hurley Burley, another movie that I saw in college just to seem real. I felt real fucking smart. <laughs> well, and so, although that was yeah. a movie that I remember being like, oh, I don't like this movie. That was sort of an early like yeah. I thought I was going to be really, really into this. And then I watched it. I'm like, oh, I don't like this at all. I, so that is so funny. The movie is such an interesting thing because it's not very good. But that play, the David Rabe play, was like very yeah. important to me growing up. Like I sure. loved that play. Like I, yeah. David Rabe, not as important to me growing up as like David Mamet, but like right there, like really similar type of style. Yep. And really, when I was like, you said 15, 16, that was, I was like, oh man. I was like, you, yeah. know, you guys don't even know. You even know about Early Burley? And the movie isn't really up to the, up to snuff, even though the cast is right. crazy. But, um, I believe Kevin Spacey is actually in that movie. Um, Spacey, Penn, Penn, Meg Ryan, Robin I think Wright. Is in it. I got. I imagine Sigourney played the Robin Wright role. In I the... think so. And so it's just interesting. Yeah. So she was. She was a big theater person she made she was in a lot mm-hmm. of christopher durang stuff when durang was like becoming huge which they were I, like friends from which yale. i like did yeah. not know that and like she openly talks about she hated her experience at yale she hated the yep. teachers she felt like very disrespected she like left kind of feeling like fuck those people i'm gonna still do my thing but then yeah. the durang plays were like the stuff that she was making and really wanting to do and she even mm-hmm. did a play with him like as 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 recently as like 2013. So she's Vanya always and Sonia and Masha and Spike. I exactly. saw that on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, she was. Oh, great. you saw you saw yeah. it. Oh, Mac, that's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So it's yep. like I kind of didn't realize that about her that she had such a presence in the theater and was so mm-hmm. locked in. And then the Emmys, we should just say, less interesting but a little interesting only because I really liked one of the show. Is she got a few Emmy nominations and one of them was for. That USA uh, mini political series, animals. political animals. 
I so loved political I animals. Loved it. I, I love that so show. All Part... I remember about political animals, I have never watched a lick of it. She's got but the I tattoo would always on see her. Uh, I, when thing. it was out, I would always see it in the back of like Taxi TV in New oh, York. Oh yeah. Oh sure. That's all. Sure. That's all. That's the only space it occupies. I like that brain. show. I like seminal, that show. seminal Griffin Newman television, sure. political animals. Um, sure. It was also part of the uh, mini micro genre that was. Sebastian Stan plays gay scions of political dynasties <laughs> shows. What was, what was that? In Kings. Oh, Do you remember Kings. Kings on NBC? Was that Ian, Ian McShane? Kings was one of the great Ian McShane. Yeah. That was the, the story of King David, but set in a modern fiction, modern yet fictional version of like the United States. Uh, where the United States is a kingdom, and his his palace was in the Time Warner Center, oh uh, God, overlooking Columbus Circle. <laughs> That's um, like one of those. I always wild think of, show. I always think of that show. Remember that show, Skin. It was oh, Romeo sure. and the Juliet producer. Yeah, 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 and it was like Romeo and Juliet, Olivia Wilde. Oh man, there were so yep. many like. The Black Donnellys. That like, I watched the Black so Donnellys. It was like yep. the big budget network shows. Like the the Black Donnellys yeah. was the show that NBC put on to um, uh, when Studio 60 got yanked. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip oh, yeah. got yanked. Yeah. And they replaced it for several weeks with with Black Donnellys before they burned off the rest of Studio 60. Oh, my I recapped God. Studio 60 for Talmadge Without Pity, which is why I know this. Um, <laughs> still to this day, what I remember that. I was like, oh, what a, God, what a chaotic time in your life to be recapping Studio 60. And then, Honest to God. And then the fourth leads, Brothers in Iraq and whatever. That, that crazy show. God. That what absolutely an amazing Dan, show. Dan, what was your first Sigourney? What well, was your... it's probably not much more interesting. I mean, I, like... I. I will say this Ghostbusters wasn't a huge part of my childhood, which I think I think is probably somewhat rare. Um, mm -hmm. And I did catch up with them. And I similarly it went the, out for the, scratch offs and never came back. Like it, came, that, it came wasn't back. around. Like <laughs> that. He, he left. Yeah. I always conflated the the first two as well. And the dude in the painting like really freaked me out. Vigo, sure, I, like, yeah, for like years. I like it like actually really scared me. So yep. I had a, yep. I had a sour taste in my mouth about Ghostbusters basically directly because of that actor and that painting thing. And so the movie that I remember her from because my mom loved Harrison Ford and loved this movie was Working Girl. Mm, sure. Yeah. Like she's the villain, quote unquote villain yep. in Working Girl. And she's yep. great. And she was nominated for it. And sort um, of interesting little Oscar tidbit for that because she's so 1988, she's in Working Girl and Gorillas in the Mist, gets right. nominated for both of them. Right. And at the Golden Globes, won for both of them. She's part of this like weirdo three-way tie at the Golden Globes for Best Actress, where it's her, Jodie Foster and the Accused, and Shirley MacLaine for a movie called Madame Suzatska, all tied for Best Actress. And then she wins for Working Girl. And so at the Oscars, the assumption was she's going to win probably supporting because for, that's usually how it went where if somebody got nominated in both categories they would win in supporting right and she loses to gina davis for the accidental tourist which is a good performance in a movie nobody really remembers and it's like the, sigourney it's like the original a good, uh, manic pixie dream girl basically yes yeah and sigourney is in a you know good performance in a movie you know a lot of people remember so you sort of Wish you could. I know. Not and that it's I would funny. want to take an Oscar from Gina Davis, but yeah. but it's funny because, and we actually, we, like we met, we we just did Jodie Foster, and it's funny how like 
that performance in the accused is good though what an easy oscar to like relitigate because she wins for a better performance three years later and it very easily could have been glenn close's oscar too because glenn close is in dangerous liaisons that right and and, And and i let me tell you i watched girls in the mist for the first time Uh, just did this week yeah Yeah. i had never seen it wait did we all watch it for the first time oh yeah yeah. i've never seen it she is great yeah in that movie. she's very very good like yeah, in one of those really ways where like i definitely turned it on and was like all right let's see you know because it's yeah. like one of those movies diane fossey all that stuff and i was yeah. like wow can like, i it, i'm really is, an interesting good performance this yeah. is gonna sound mm-hmm. like a bit but since we've all watched it and it's relatively fresh in our minds not enough mist. Uh, right. Okay. No. Right. It's I and I don't. But like there I was, is I, did, I, I was yeah. watching yeah. it and I kind of was like I expected it to like yeah. look more like the mission or something. You know, like mm-hmm. it just. Well, and I expected notice, the movie. And a movie. Be, a movie I talked about on this podcast yes. with you guys. Oh, right. right. So we yeah, all yeah. know what a wet jungle should look like. Is my well, point? Yeah. Can we say <laughs> this? Famously snubbed for best mist. Oh, it didn't well, get the yeah. mist. That's yeah. true. It didn't get That's the mist nom, which I think, look, goes to show you. Well, it went to working you girl that year for the Harrison Ford no scene where he takes off his shirt. I know that there's a lot the of mist in that. Yeah. Scene. Um, but no, <laughs> Girls in the Mist, incredible performance, Michael Apted yes. movie. Um, but yeah, so it would have been Working Girl, and it was basically a Julia Mecca special, as we talk about on this podcast. It was on all the time. I I, I always remember the it's all Harrison Ford, but the you know the yeah. the finger and the thing cheek, and then the, yeah. When he's presenting to the office, taking off his shirt, I like those yeah. iconic moments Charmer, in cinema. Charmer. Um, Connor, what was your first Sigourney? I, you know, it's funny. It's mine. Has is, to be Ghostbusters. Mine is Dave. Oh, yeah. Because I so I saw that like relatively young, and like both of you, I feel like I particularly you, Joe. I feel like I watched both Ghostbusters like on repeat on Comedy Central. So I definitely yeah. like made the immediate connection or whatever, but it was, it was kind of like the reverse of what you'd expect. Like I watched Ghostbusters and I was like, oh yeah, she was in Dave. Cause like she all, was in Dave. I have a couple Ellen, s- Ellen Mitchell. I have a couple siblings Dave. who worked on Capitol Hill in the nineties. So oh, like nice. they fucking loved Dave. Like it was like yeah. that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, That's funny. I watched a whole bunch of trailers for Sigourney movies today to sort of, you know, uh, get myself in the mood and mm. I, all it made me want to do was just like drop everything and watch Dave. Like I got she's great. Dave she's great. Weekend. Dave is like a, is a real bomb. It's been she, too long. She's since done Dave. four it's a real movies bomb. with Kevin Klein. Three, well, so four? okay, so so I did watch The Good House sure. in preparation for yeah. this, which I thought was actually a nice nice movie. Um, so she made Dave, The Ice Storm, and mm. The Good House, and she provided the narration for a little movie called The Tale of Despero. <laughs> And ah. another voice talent in that film is a Kevin Klein. I, did you if know this that was the Tale of this, Despero, if this was movie trivia, I would count that. I think that counts. Do, do you know that yeah. the Tale of Despero is like this, like very controversial animated picture where like money was like being funneled and like there was people who no. sued people. It's funny because I always thought of like, oh, the Tale of Despero. I always, uh, I always heard that was a nice little movie, and then I was like reading the wiki, and it was like this guy got accused of stealing this. I was like, it's got go its own, on, it's go got its own on. moniker now, where if you like, <laughs> like fun, if you like use a movie as a slush fund, it's called a Despero. Right, um, <laughs> he pulled it. He pulled a Despero. But um, okay, so wow, she's we all done different a lot moves. of like voice performances, yes, yeah. in, but like Finding Dory, which is funny. Um, the joke in Finding Dory, right? Is it's a funny in joke because yes. she's the voice in Wally. 
Yep. And then she plays yeah. herself in Finding Dory. Ha ha ha. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Great voice. Yeah, great have voice. you? You've. I imagine you guys have both seen the Myrowitz stories where she cameos as great herself. Yes, cameo in yeah. that movie. Great. Cameo That's a great. That. Have you seen? Have you met Sigourney? I think is Dustin Hoffman's <laughs> line in that. It's uh, a great cameo. Fantastic. Got it. Yeah. That's a good movie. Um, and yeah. an integral part of. Sorry, I'm just gonna. No, keep this going. Last no, I love it. This is amazing. Uh, the David Letterman infamous Oscar hosting Oprah Uma. The follow-up joke he has oh, yes. that if you keep watching it is, uh, I'll have to introduce you to my friend Sigourney. Yes, it, uh, it's either it's what she said. He he does a follow-up about Sigourney, and then he says, or perhaps Keanu. It's one or the other in in either direction. But um, so because they have I funny always, names, I do think of that as well. <laughs> it's funny so names, funny, funny that that you know infamous hosting gig, right? As yes. it was regarded at the time. When you watch it now, and I have watched it, I do think he does. I think the thing that happens that made it infamous, and you can tell even from the recording, he like doesn't have the room, right? No, it's like, right. So it's right. kind of like the Joe Coy thing where it's like, mm -hmm. he, he, you kind of can't hide in a telecast that you don't have the room. And I think that's actually quite rare like especially yes. with oscar because i think like you can have like neil patrick harris or something where it's right. like you know and even like frank o'hathaway you felt the room like laughing for Anne a little bit yes the thing with dave is that was like, his comedy though right there is are that, there yeah. are celebrities who are very fond of him through but it almost happens through attrition where they show yeah. up on his show an, enough times that they become sort of like Dave's favorites. I always think about Cher in this way. Like Cher became such a favorite of Dave's, but like there's that infamous interview from the eighties where like she, she's like, yeah, I thought you were an asshole. Um, right. And, but, and so like you get a whole room full of celebrities and nobody really can quite trust that Dave doesn't despise them. Right. Yeah, that's and a great... so it makes it really hard for them to laugh at his like, you know, uh, you know, uh, ribbing uh, at them when it's like, oh, no, he like thinks we're trash. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like and, and also that style of like intellectual dumbness. Right. That mm -hmm. like people yeah. loved about him. And then Conan kind of flipped that on its head and like all that whole vibe. Yeah. I just don't think I think it's a harder sell in a room like that. Right. Because it's yes. just like. These yeah. are just people who, you know, it's just it's just a hard room. I mean, famously so, right? Obviously, yes. And yeah. um, it's just I interesting liked it to watch. Better it. when I was younger, and then I revisited it when I was older, and I'm like, oh, I get why people didn't like. This. Well, yeah, I when I watched it again, I would definitely was like, oh, this is funny, but I can totally yeah. understand how it didn't yeah. work. And like, yeah. and the cutaways don't help. Where you could like tell Oprah and Umar, like, what the fuck is going? Why? <laughs> What's going on? This yeah. is so dumb. How like, exactly? Well, and Oprah, uh, Dave and Oprah had. Oh their, yeah, they had know, their historical never beef ending going beef. way back. I know. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, we might as well talk about these movies. All right, <laughs> we, we've stalled. We've stalled enough. We've stalled. Yeah. We, we yeah. can. We can no longer stall. Okay, Eyes Eyewitness, yeah. directed by Peter Yates, written by Steve Tessich. Interesting thing about this movie: it is the team that gave us Breaking Away. Yes. Which I've never yeah. seen still. Which is a very interesting, away. fun movie. Big, big, big hit about young bicycle racers who love the mm -hmm. Italians. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so they they say, hey, now for something completely different. 
but we will give you some sport and it will be horses um but this is <laughs> in essentially the in the middle of manhattan this is essentially i'll do uh the quick this is hard Oof. All right. Some so could say the quick... they neighed in Manhattan. Hey now. No? Okay. So here's I'll, the quick. I'll see myself here's now. the brute. I'm gonna try to be quick about this. All right. So okay. Oof. Plot is William Hurt, young William Hurt, plays a janitor who's named Daryl, and he basically has like a parasocial obsessive relationship with a local uh, news reporter named Tony Sokolow, who is Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney is betrothed, engaged to Christopher Plummer, who is Joseph, who is like an active political animal. Hello. Uh, involved <laughs> with um, basically saving Jewish people from precarious situations. Right. He's kind of like always funding money to, to particularly like, in Russia. Yeah, right. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in this in the in the Soviet in Union, the context yeah. of the movie. Yeah. yeah like pol political then, prisoners, things like that. He's like. Made yeah. it his mission Securing to secure free the bribe yeah. money to get them out. Yes, yeah. right. exactly. Meanwhile, um, Daryl William Hurt's kind of best pal, Aldo, played by a young James Woods, who is the brother of William Hurt's kind of erstwhile girlfriend, Pamela Reed, right, mm -hmm. is recently fired from the janitorial janitor job. William Hurt tries to get him his job back, realizes he's basically being racist to the owner, um, uh, who's Mr. Long. And then the next night, William Hurt finds Mr. Long murdered, right? And becomes in immediately embroiled in this police investigation led by Stephen Hill and Morgan Freeman as a- Amazing. As a Amazing. Like, that, as a movie that movie yeah. seems fucking- Stephen Hill's tie is so loose, it's basically <laughs> at his belt in this movie. It's, it's wild. Really it's like incredible. Steve, just take it off. Just it's take, just like, the what? suggestion of a tie at this point. It's barely there. Where half yeah. their conversation is about like adoption and having <laughs> yeah. natural born yeah. kids. Yeah. Or, you yeah. Know. And so um, anyway- he then kind of realizes William Hurt does his opportunity because, of course, who comes on the scene to cover the murder or the potential murder but Sigourney Weaver. So his obsession takes reality. Somehow, some way, this kind of weird guy charms Sigourney's character into kind of going on dates, but Sigourney's kind of using him to try to get more in information on this dead body and who really did it. Quickly, uh, William Hurt kind of becomes convinced that James Wood is, Wood is, James Woods is the one who did it. And there are many more revelations, right? And the movie really goes crazy. Sigourney rides horses, uh, which Sigourney in real life rides horses. Which that's fun. And um, I had surprising. to look up whether not or not horses were allowed. You were just allowed to bring a horse into Central Park. To Central Park. Oh, we should also and say Sigourney, Pat Weaver and her dad invented the Today Show. Yeah, oh, which yeah. is just okay. crazy. Was a, was a yeah. network executive at NBC. Yeah, that's the, all the I knew about show him. I didn't, know he made, I didn't know he made those shows. He created yeah. the Today yeah. Show and the Tonight Show. Yeah. Oh, wait, she's yeah. a Nepo baby. I'm out. Jesus, oh, God. I know. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. I know. Get, Get out, out of here. Stop recording. The right thing now. that I had to look up, I fully had to pause the movie and look up, was this, uh, this, these stables that were on 89th Street. <laughs> yes, that absolutely were there. It was like the last. You know, um, you know, in, in whatever mid city stables in Manhattan, they are now part of a uh, school uh, for um, 
special education gifted and I'm not exactly sure what exactly the uh, the school is, but it's part of the school now. But they were absolutely right there. Like I had to look it up and they were part of. But people would take the horses and go uh, ride them down the horse paths in Central Park, which now are also no longer uh which yes, so you, so you can yeah. no longer. It's I think the right. conclusion I came but to. But you once were. Able but you to. once were able to. And I think uh, I could be wrong. I think some version of either something like those stables, or maybe a made-up version of those stables, is in a sequence in the third John Wick film, I believe. Uh, oh, amazing! But, um, I um I I, I messaged... looked at the buildings on Google Maps and they still sort of have some of that architecture though. So the next That's time I'm on the Upper West Side, I'm absolutely it's 89th and Amsterdam, I guess. A little eyewitness um, tour. Most people go, go to the Ghostbusters that. building. You're gonna go to <laughs> yeah. the eyewitness stables. And her her apartment too. Her character's apartment in this is on this uh building on like 70th and broadway or whatever sure. that's also one of these like only murders in the building style <laughs> right, right. like not the apthorpe but like sort of looks like that like kind of thing big huge courtyard yes. in the middle like i'm so obsessed with those buildings so. no i mean I, um, i'll say this you know i'll go on an eyewitness tour next time i'm back i have yeah, report, report to the photos yeah <laughs> i yeah. mean look what i think I did like this movie. Um, I had seen it before. I really kind of liked it. Yeah, I, yeah, I like this really movie did. too. Um, Peter Yates is an interesting filmmaker. He has a kind of, I think, famously languid pace for an action director, which is, I think, the mm-hmm. thing about him. If you watch like The Hot Rock or Bullet or The Deep or this movie, they're yeah. all kind of hit movies. Uh, to some degree, this movie was a modest. It did okay. It didn't do great. It did did okay, um, uh, it, but it was well reviewed. But um, they move slowly, and even though there yeah. are a million things happen in this movie, it really does take it. It takes it time. Takes right, like, its time with like the re- the development of like William Hurt's character and like the whole Pamela Reed part. There's like a million kind of there's an A there's plot, a, a B scene plot, in it a C plot, yeah, where. Because you, you, uh, William Hurt is dating. William Hurt and James Woods are old buddies from Vietnam. Yes. yes. And so they have this like bond with each other. And it also goes into like the guy who dies was a um, sort of like a, a playing both sides. Wealthy. Yeah, like, a you know, bad, like an openly dealer. bad guy type of right, thing. Right. Right. Yeah. In, in Vietnam. Um, yeah. But so William Hurt is dating James Woods, sister. And James Woods also wants to go into business with him. And you can tell James Woods is the more invested in it. And like, imagine James Woods is the more intense one out of a pairing. Like, <laughs> well, um, can I know, tell you, I said to Connor, cover I, was like, shock. I literally was like, William Hurt and James Woods on a set in 1981. <laughs> I must can't imagine been, it. There must, have, there must have been no chill on that set. <laughs> Peter Yates, you have my eternal. He, uh, he was all, sim- Yates was all the chill. That was the thing. He was, yeah. he was the yeah. one. He was just like, absorbing like all my of it. kingdom for Sigourney with truth yep. serum for five minutes yep. to just tell yep. us what it was potentially like. With like, well, she worked with Hurt again in the village, so you know, that's true. Like, I mean, Twenty five years later, and they five have, years to, to get. Yeah, they have really good chemistry in the village, so. Uh, they, yeah. have, they have okay cam- i mean I think it's for fine. how weird it's, yeah, this so his character is so weird yes. in this it's it, because it's 1981 you're yeah. sort of doing watching it from a today perspective you're like am i supposed to find him as creepy as i find him because i find him decently creepy yes yeah, like it, it's either like he needs to be less creepy and be william hurt or mm-hmm. he needs to be the exact amount of creepy he is and be christopher walken like it's like sure 
Yeah. Because it, it is a it, there is a little bit of like cognitive dissonance where like it almost feels like they couldn't buy when they're like making it or whatever. Feels like Yates yeah. couldn't buy that she would fall for this character in any capacity. So he has to at least be handsome William Hurt. Handsome like, as William Hurt. Yeah, yeah, like to like offset the weirdness, I, I, right? I think like, the th- and also the thing this movie, I mean, this is early on in Hurt's career, is Hurt really was better playing high status. And I think yeah. You do. Yeah, you really don't buy him as a janitor. You take one look. If I ever saw a janitor who looked like that, I'd be like, you could make money modeling. Like, I right. Don't understand right. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. You know, I think as he got older, obviously that changed. And he I mean, look, the guy was famously not easy to work with. So I think right. like a right. lot of older actors, he kind of pivoted, did character work and kind of came out the other side got kind of yeah. late career accolades as as does happen like dennis hopper that you know like like you can yeah. kind of mark a lot of actors with that sliced alone right like yeah and so this is early on and like you know he was very you know intense yeah. and but going back to your point about how this movie has these sort of like odd beats to it is so woods has the sister and you can tell woods is like really over invested in the idea of hurt marrying his sister Right. And so it almost has like, uh, oh, I don't know. I just recently saw Mean Streets for the first time. So I'm like kind of. It's a little bit. Yeah. 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 No, it's but like you're mean, right. Mean it's Streets like light the, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's got that brotherhood bond thing of but like. But then you have this great scene where William Hurt is looking for James Woods. So he goes to whatever. where uh, Love Reed's this scene. Workplace. Yeah. The factory. And they yeah. both it's have the best this, scene like, in the movie. Yeah. Encounter where they both admit to each other that they've never loved each other. Yeah. And they would be much better off if they didn't get married. And they were only together because James Woods so wanted to have this connection and pamela reed is so good she's and strange in this there's also a scene at a dinner table where she's you know really like interesting and idiosyncratic i find her really really delightful in this movie if this was a better movie and was like an oscar movie like i could see that getting like a supporting nom- oh no, weird, yeah, she's like supporting she's great and the scene with her that when you're talking about where he goes to see her and they have that admission like would be the yeah. oscar clip like that 100 whole it's sequence is it's so good i love it it's, it's worth yeah. noting it's so better the, than any scene with william hurt and sigourney weaver doing relationships yes yeah 100 like the yeah. right so yeah. the writer steve tight how do we want to say Tesh, I think it's Tessich. 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 Tessich looks uh, like, yeah. He had basically written two, like had two screenplays. He was like working. He pulled. On. He pulled a Suburbicon. Yeah, he you could say. You could say. He Suburbicon. He combined two scripts. He pulled a Suburbicon. And he, and he basically, yeah. And Yates basically had him combine some version of them together. And when you. Like, I didn't know that going into this movie. I read it halfway through watching this movie. It makes sense because Christopher yeah. Plummer is in a very different movie. Yes, than and I think, <laughs> I think even, like, the scene where that we just talked about, right? Like, that just feels tonally in a different movie than, like... Chris Plummer is in B side Munich while everybody else. (laughs) Right. Right. Christopher Plummer would be more at home in Half Moon Street than he is in this. You know what I mean? Yes. Walking down that Half Moon Street. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I I would largely we should say, too, like the crazy thing about Sigourney, like in terms of this plate, the placement of this movie is like. This is right after Alien, right? Like, so she's like makes Alien, right? Comes out Mm. of the gate. Basically, she has the cameo in Annie Hall. She did a movie called Madman, which I watched, which is did you? Oh, I did. It's on YouTube, listener. If you want to watch it, it is not very good. Um, It does (laughs) have an absolutely like insanely clad 
F. Murray Abraham in it as okay. ju- as just a dude like a cad who's like going okay. around Tel okay. Aviv with his shirt open, basically. Um, which has a movie that Sigourney you should be clear, never school F. Murray Abraham. Me, t- me like, too. Ha- me too. Hot F. Murray Abraham. If you've ever seen, I talk, I tell everybody I know to see this movie, uh, The Ritz, which is a Terrence McNally play that they turned into a movie in the mid '80s, where he plays this guy who's in a gay bathhouse the whole thing takes place in a gay bathhouse and he's like in a towel for half the movie and it's tremendous that, and he's see, so yeah, fun not, i love him that, so much it, in that movie. Uh, maybe joe after this if you want to just put something on in the background you find that <laughs> you find mad men on youtube and i you absolutely put that on. will do that f right, abraham is you. insane in that movie that but so and the movie that movie is not particularly it. great but she does that she does alien and then she like she does this so this is like the this person well, we from alien say, doing we this say. thing the thing people forget about Alien is, I think people think of Alien as this big movie when, in fact, it was a very small movie, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Alien was the low budget horror movie that the guy who did The Duelist that nobody in America had ever heard of was making. So it's like yeah. the reason Sigourney is even cast in the movie is because it costs so little right. that they're like, whatever, you want this theater actress to be in your movie? Fine. I'm not going to fight mm-hmm. you. Right. And that was the writers. That was like, that was like um, Walter Hill fighting for right. it, mostly, according to Sigourney yeah. Weaver. So anyway, it becomes a huge hit, and then all of a sudden you have a movie star, right? And not only do you have yeah, a movie right. star, but you have a movie star who like basically semi-invented, basically off the heels of Pam Greer, like the action heroine, right, in, mm-hmm. in, a, in another genre, right? Like, And I think... All of that was unexpected. So I witnesses like the cash in. Yes. Right. And it's as, and yeah. it's as weird as all of those 80s thrillers are. Like we were talking about it. A, a, a more recent comp to eyewitness would be something like conspiracy theory with Mel Gibson and Julia Right. Yes. Yeah. That's a good Where point. it's like a yeah. guy who's kind of obsessive. He's got a parasocial relationship with this gal. It's basically stalking. And this larger yes. thing all of a sudden is happening around them. Right. The thing about conspiracy theory, though, and I'm looking at as I look at the poster for Eyewitness, where the poster for Eyewitness is selling you a bill of goods because it has this sort of like almost China syndrome ish kind of thing. where It's like like, it's the reporter and she's taking William Hurt by the forearm and it's like, we got to solve this. And you sort of get the sense that the movie is going to be about the two of them getting to the bottom of whatever right. this murder is. Right. And that never it is happens not in this that. movie, yeah. like, as, at all. Well, and it's one of those movies, and it, people I, people can be criti- critical of movies like this, and I don't, I get it, though I don't necessarily agree. The movie happens to them, right? Like, yes. like Which I yes. do think people, I, I can understand people thinking it's bad writing. I don't know that I necessarily always agree with that, but it's like, it's a little like mm-hmm. they're just be- things are happening to them. They yeah, don't have a lot to say. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think, mm-hmm. you know, your mile mileage may vary. Let me just shout out before we move on to the next movie. Tessage dire- uh, wrote another bicycle movie only a few years later, directed by John Badham, and no one ever talks about it. And it's a great movie. And I just while I have while I have the platform, let me just say. Everybody should go see American Flyers. Yeah, American Flyers. Starring Kevin Costner. Yeah. Okay. It's the it's a other fun, bicycle it's a movie. movie. It's the other bicycle movie. Is it 80s? Is it like Costner in the 80s? Okay. It's, it's really right. – so because he was cut out of the big chill, it's really like his first – Sure. With Silverado, sure. it's like his first lead sure. role. Nice. That's another Julia Mecca special. God bless her. She loves American Flyers. And um, it's a – I love that movie. Love it. Yeah. Nobody – literally nobody has seen it 
that's last name isn't Mecca or O'Donnell <laughs> because of us. And I, yeah, I only saw it because we became yeah. friends. That's I the own the Blu-ray. I, I, think, I think Jordan had to press the Blu-ray himself to send it to me <laughs> as a gift. And, I wanted uh, to throw, just quickly shout out three of the cast members in this movie sure. who we hadn't talked about. Alice Drummond, who plays William Hurt's mother, um, who is best known for either the librarian lady in Ghostbusters. Yes. yes. Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. She's also one of the old ladies in To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, yes. who gets oh, uh, yes. made over. And I mean, she's in a bunch of other things too, but like those are the two movies that I absolutely uh, ride for Alice Drummond in. Um, the father is played by Kenneth McMillan, who was from Rhoda, but he also like, I know him as the Baron from David Lynch's Dune. Right. Um, yeah. And he has, we should say, just speaking of like scenes that feel completely out of place, but all totally. are lovely. He has yes. a scene where he basically talks about the state of his marriage. And yes. it is like devastating, like quietly tucked it's so away. Good, but it's like, what is go- why yeah. is this in this movie? <laughs> right. And I like this movie, but like quietly tucked away in this three star movie are like two five star scenes where you're like, wow. Yes. Like what a yeah. what a moment. It's yeah. Anyway, sorry. And then Keon Young, who's uh Mr. Wu in Deadwood, among many other things, like classic Hollywood character actor, plays the son of the guy who gets yes, murdered, who like victim, yeah. spends half the movie like in a car driving around. Um, I will say the scene where they abduct Sigourney Weaver and throw her into the car and then she like tumbles out of it and then William Hurt has to fight them with a, <laughs> with with a, a chain, chain. Yeah. from his from his bike is very fun. Yeah. I will say that was and, a good time. And the type of stunt stuff where you're like, man, they just like fucking threw people out of cars. Yeah, right, right. I had fun with the New York City geography in this too. Beyond the yeah. stables, I was like, they "It's live a pretty in, good New I, York like, movie." I think they live up in Harlem, and I could tell by the slant, the angle of the slant on the street that he was on. I was sure, like, you, yeah. "This is in Harlem." You know what? And this is, is gonna like, this is gonna sound stupid because they're so different, but it does capture to me having you know been lucky enough to live in New York for like a you know from, from north of New York, but living in the proper city for like a decade. And yeah. you know, Connor, you're still there. It really does a thing that I think Crossing Delancey also does really well, which came out only a few years later, a very different mm-hmm. movies. It like captures a thing about New York where you're kind of like, yeah, shit just happens here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Shit yeah. just happens in New York. Sometimes all the horses get let out of the stable and they're just running around 90th street. Like and that's it's, just sort it's of... definitely that energy of like someone who hasn't lived there or like, doesn't know it would maybe be like, this seems silly. But then if you're even to this yeah. day, even in 2024, if you know it, you'd be like, yeah, that might as well happen in New York city. Yeah. Like it does have that yeah. energy, yeah. which I do appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally. think it does kind of connect. All right. So, oh, God, right, this movie. Let's fucking deal this real, real quick, before I just want to say <sighs> The Year of Living Dangerously is a fucking banger. Everybody should oh, watch yes. it. It's an incredible it movie with some pretty bad yellow face, but I promise yeah. you the movie is worth it. Oscar Sigour- winning. Yeah. Sigourney. Oscar winning. Yeah. Face. We'll just. Yes. I mean, look, let's just say this. Linda, Linda Hunt's is, a really, it's really an incredible good performance. Actor. It's Linda Hunt's incredible. And it should never be allowed it's... to happen again. That's all yeah. I'll say yes. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But Sigourney is so good in that movie. Yeah. And like, it's yes. true. What lovely chemistry she and Mel have. Like, I just, I, I watched it the other night for the first time in a few years. 
and I was just like steamrolled by it. It's like the other the a masterpiece. Other, the other so Peter, good. Peter Weir. Very good movie. Yeah. Yep. Great, Very good. great movie. Um, anyway, so after right, that, so she makes <laughs> Deal of the Century. So, okay. It was kind of funny because on when she went on Mark Marin like two years ago, Marin did that thing that Marin does sometimes where he like remembered Deal of the Century, you know, like where he was like, Oh, you made that movie with Free Kid. What was that? Deal of Century? And and Sir Gordy literally goes, She's like, yeah, we made it. <laughs> like, and then like That's you can right. you can tell Marin is like, okay, yep. what you do next? Like the the energy, like it is the funniest. Where Sigourney's just like, yep, yep, I was in that. Yep, yep. And this movie, so okay, freaking, um, it's kind of an interesting, like we said, written by Paul Brickman, who was kind of coming up at that time. It's an interesting moment for freaking, you know, obviously R.I.P. Um. This is, you know, so freaking did stuff like the birthday party of the night they raided Minsky's, the boys in the band, theater guy himself made these adaptations that were pretty, you know, lauded, controversial, what have you, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, French Connection, The Exorcist, he's the biggest director in the world, right? And then immediately after, The Run is like the biggest backdrop in the history of like studio filmmaking. Not that some of these movies aren't very good, but he makes sorcerer comes out the same day as star wars nobody sees it right he makes the brinks job with peter falk the next year kind of a nice handsome old-fashioned movie doesn't do mm -hmm. well makes cruising which is like recut and cut again x-rated r-rated this rated that rated the al pacino movie he's cruising gay bars in new york you know um gay people were offended by it straight people didn't want to see it right it's since kind of been re it's been reclaimed reclaimed yeah. in its own way but when it came out it was claimed by no one right so right. so a rough run and then i think he like takes a screenplay that's hot by a hot writer and he makes it and it's this movie deal of the century and it's starring uh gregory hines chevy chase which it's funny to think that like this is already chevy like fading out like he still has fletch but mm -hmm. if you look at his movie star filmography, like the yes. peak already happened. It's kind of crazy yeah. with Chevy, actually. And Chevy was an interesting actor. Yeah. Who like me, like we'll talk about like the movies that I watched when I was growing up, because obviously like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation loomed large, much larger than the other vacation. Movies. Sure. That was the yeah. one we like watched every year. And I think and that's that, the one that's lasted. Right. I would say that's the one more yeah. than the original that lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so be, through that, I like I went through this very interesting phase in like the early 90s where I watched a lot of because there were tons of them like middle of the road, mid budget comedies starring Chevy Chase, Martin Short, Bill Murray, like Steve Martin, like all those. But not just like the great ones. I would just sort of like go to the video store and like anything that featured any of those guys. We watched Three Amigos so right. many times yeah, i yeah. watched like i was talking i forget who i was talking about martin short with but we would watch movies like like pure luck you know what i mean like oh, yeah. whoever like yeah. saw that movie yeah. or like cops and robbersons with with um well, I was chevy, chevy chase, chevy and, chase. And, the two, and, uh, the two chevys Hallens. i watched yeah the two chevys i watched all the time as a kid was funny farm i was gonna say and, funny farm was definitely one of those movies and yep. cops and robbersons and funny farm directed by george roy george roy hill, hill. 
I think he's Who like knew? last movie. So funny. Yep. Yeah, totally. So I that know was, what you're talking about. And now about. I look yeah. back on those and like Deal of the Century, I'm surprised I never saw Deal of the Century because if I had seen that like VHS box, like, oh yeah, like Chevy Chase kind and Warney Weaver. Famous like, poster, right? Where doing their thumbs up, thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs up, thing. thumbs like, down, yeah. thumbs to the side or whatever it is. Or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or no, no, no. She's giving the thumbs down. There yeah. she's the giving the thumbs down. The other Which she's is weird. She was all trying to tell us, just to be clear. When you look at the poster. Can I tell you something? You know what's weird? They should have done who cares, but the kind's <laughs> character is converting to like religion. Right. So he, the, he should have been thumb side because <laughs> he's, like, that's he's the like energy of the character like is way. like, yeah, he's like yeah. not into it anymore. But I guess that that wouldn't have sold, even though this movie did not do well. But basically, we don't need to go crazy. The, the quick plot is it's ostensibly a satire in which this guy, Eddie Munst, is a arms dealer kind of right on the edge it was kind of crazy how they did this again and they called it war dogs yes and it started right. yeah. Miles yeah, yeah, Taylor yeah. and also similarly kind of didn't do well but it did okay yeah um but basically chevy chase is eddie Munz, who's an arms dealer who um is kind of on a somewhat of a cold streak it's kind of intimated he arrives at a country and literally in probably the best scene in the movie like stumbles upon a neighbor in his hotel played by the one and only Wallace Wallace Shawn who is also like a small time arms dealer who's like fucking up a sale waiting for a phone call losing his mind and he keeps talking about his beautiful wife who's gonna leave him just to be clear this is this is after we've been introduced to the fact that this giant weapons manufacturer that has made all these drones is like has we, yeah, we has gotta sell to cut him loose yeah we gotta yeah. sell him we gotta like what you know because they're defective yeah and i will say that the drone opening, part of it is interesting i guess now in that way there's this movie is so fucking bifurcated though like not even bifurcated like so like there's so many extraneous weird strands that does not the movie does not under know how it wants to balance yes yeah the the military industrial complex satire with the this is just a movie about Chevy Chase being a charming asshole, yeah. you know, thing and doesn't really make a ton of effort to marry those two things thematically. It also doesn't know what level of absurd it wants the military industrial stuff to be like some of that stuff with the drone, the the where it looks like um batteries not included yeah. a little bit like oh, that yeah. style of it's like early zipping stealth. around it's like it's early yeah. it's a proto stuff yeah. oh stealth yeah. oh yeah. my god so <laughs> yeah i mean so it just becomes so basically wallace sean right after meeting chevy chase kills himself and then the minute a second later the phone rings right the phone call he's been waiting for for it six is a, weeks that right. is a good scene it, the way that, that scene, scene plays is out good. is good, really good. Yeah. and i think it it it's like the perfect Chevy Chase energy. Wallace mm-hmm. Shawn plays off him really nicely. It is it is ostensibly funny. Like it, it, the energy is funny. It's dark. Um, and then so basically, months Chevy Chase pretends to be the Wallace Shawn character to like see through the deal. These peacemaker drones and his partner is Gregory Hines, who basically Ray is the name of the character who who basically immediately in the movie in the in movie time wants to get out of the business and ends up being his own worst enemy and Eddie's kind of worst enemy. And then finally, while Sean's wife comes into the picture and that's Sigourney Weaver and kind of starts 
a semi-romance with Chevy Chase, all the while basically kind of partnering up, forming this like misbegotten trio to try to sell these peacemakers while realizing that they will probably wreak havoc on the world. And it's just very messy. It feels cut to shreds. You know, I don't know. I was trying to look up what the history of this movie was. Like, was there studio interference? I, I couldn't really find much on it. Uh, so other I, than the I, well, Friedkin comes on it late, right? Isn't that? The, yeah. See, I don't know. Idea? Yeah. I, I, so that I, was I, one I thing I had read. That. The other thing I had read is it got and I don't like you can watch this on Tubi listener, but like, I don't know what version is on Tubi. Apparently, at some point it got recut for television because the movie got, I believe, postponed because of like the revelations of Iran Contra. And so right. that's right. Yes. And so I do think there's some weird poetry to that where it's like the mirror of this to risky business where it's like someone mm-hmm. celebrating all of the things they love about the Reagan eighties. And then on the other side, right. Like all of the horrible things. Um, but yeah, I think Brickman <clears throat> was supposed to originally supposed to direct. Yes. It, and correct. Then- uh, uh friedkin got got brought on it does not feel like it has that william friedkin no yeah uh, i would agree stamp. i would agree well freaking never you know to be clear he never you know was standing up for this movie right i it think was, it's also- one of the things that i saw in imdb trivia was like it's one of two movies he directed that he doesn't mention at all in his uh in book. his book, like neither positively nor negatively. What's it just doesn't, doesn't he memory hold it? Like it doesn't. Did it say the yeah. other one? Do you remember? I don't remember off oh, the top okay. of my head. I'm curious. <clears throat> Give me a second. Let me look at his filmography. I might remember it if I look at it. But um, so I mean, there's not honestly, there's not much to say about this movie. I think you know Sigourney's lost in it. It's not her fault. You know, I can't even really recall a moment in it where I was like, "Hey, there she is." You know, it's a kind of very yeah. It's, you know, it's, not, it's she has kind of a. It's a deep third lead thing. Yeah, you know, and I it's... think the best scene, honestly, to like showcase her talents, frankly, is like the first scene where she comes to see Chevy Chase and they're kind of like she's sort of coming at it with ulterior motives. He sees that she's full of shit. She accidentally shoots him in the foot. He's already been oh, shot. Yeah, that like, that's that, funny. That it's not gr- it's not like an incredible scene. It's not like some all timer, but it is like it's early in the movie. And I remember thinking like, yeah, maybe this will be OK. Like while I was watching it, I was like, yeah, I always this yeah, it's, it's so funny how, you know, Chevy, like he really. Like if you read about him on memoirs of, of, of the Invisible Man, right, and other sets, he really like fought against that slapstick stuff. Totally. Um, you can feel that here to, to the movie's detriment. And it's I so think. interesting yeah. to me because his his cynical energy and his like above it all energy is so nicely offsets like physical comedy. Sure. Now, mm-hmm. It is often very funny. And it's so funny yeah. that he like, by all accounts, didn't necessarily like doing it. Where you think right. to yourself like, Man, that there would have been longevity there. Like, and he really, I really, I don't think liked doing it. And it's just weird. It's like one of those miscalculations that like is driven by ego or whatever you want to say. I was going to say not to like armchair psychoanalyze, but Chevy Chase seems like perhaps the kind of person who might despise something that other people yeah that enjoy out of him because he wants to seem 
smarter or sure. yeah you know more uh, better you know what i mean like better than than everybody else i don't know no but, that's uh, no, no but it's exactly great. i, don't I know think it comes man, through like but, especially when well, you let want, me i'm you gonna know, just you, call let me call him call chevy yeah you can see it here you can like you can even see it in like the first fletch movie like yeah and you know like dan mentioned like you can see it in um in memoirs of invisible man like and those like i mm-hmm. like that movie fine i like the first fletch movie fine but yeah it does feel like a dude who's like constantly like really doesn't feel comfortable in his own skin mm-hmm. on screen sometimes in a way it's almost like a jim carrey effect kind of like when you see him as a fish out of water kind of it's like oh like you're really mm-hmm. flexing hard to do a thing that like might yeah. actually come easier if you just did the thing that you're good at right like yeah and it's yeah a, it's a weird thing well that yeah, other right. freakin movie by the way that he doesn't mention is apparently the guardian oh no oh, interesting okay yeah. that's actually which is one really i think he tried to take his name off of so that yeah that was his big sense. return to heart so the thing with yeah. the guardian it's like a witch movie Right. And it was sold on like, he's back, baby. Right. It was going to be a Raimi movie, right? I think or something. I think so. And it was like, it's a very crazy movie. That was his weird post to live and die in LA where at Rampage, there was multiple different cuts, very controversial movie. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. immediately following that is The Guardian. And then, you know, what happens is he, I mean, not to, you know, we, he marries Sherry Lansing. And he, oh, right. And she yeah. runs a studio and he gets a string of studio gigs, yeah. you know, among them Blue Chips and Jade mm-hmm. and kind of has a little bit of a resurgence, right? Like right at yep. the end. Well, look, we all yeah. remember the fuck house. So, <laughs> oh, God, it was it's a fuck. It's a, it's fuck, a house. fuck house. It's a fuck house. Um, so that's the old century, guys. All right. Billy freaking. <laughs> The, yeah, there were arms. There I was were... expecting more about out of a William Friedkin movie. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping for more as well. Unfortunately, what are you gonna yeah. do? I was. Yeah. I don't think I hadn't seen it. So no, nor nor was all new yeah. for us. So then she yeah. does Ghostbusters uh, the year after. Pretty good. Yep, pretty good. She's good in it. Pretty good. Um, she has obviously better chemistry with Bill Murray than she does. With Chevy Chase. Um, she does. And she does. then. God, that had to burn his ass too, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, I don't want to. Chevy's like, I don't want to know about it. Don't want to hear about it. <laughs> and then. I just, I'll never get over that Ghostbusters was like just, it's, it's almost like its own version of Iron Man, where it was like a movie where they were like, Let's try to make this movie. It's probably gonna fucking yeah. suck. And then like yep. it was like so. Well, iconic. it's like the definition of lightning in a bottle, right? Just a thing that mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know, this thing like shouldn't work on any level, and somehow, yeah, like it, and it's like yeah. it this was, thing that has yeah. been both like a a meal ticket and a millstone for so many of those sure. people yes. like throughout their entire careers. Well, that's like, what I mean. It's like it's that it's that weird like monkey, maybe not monkey's paw, but like you know, like it's mm-hmm. like. It, unwittingly becomes this thing of like yeah how many times a day just is bill murray like i gotta like go to set of i gotta go to yeah. a J, I gotta go to ivan's son's <laughs> set. yeah yeah there is, some, and there yet, is like, some sort of special hell in that like <laughs> and yet like look at the house you live in no, and, exactly. like yeah. you, exactly. know, you know right. what i mean like that sort of inextricable exactly. one it, could, the it other. could be yeah. so much worse of course right but it's right, right. it's so funny like where you're like you know you know, Downey Jr. on the set of like 
mm-hmm. name the Avengers movie. And you would just hear stuff of like, he would just refuse to like do stuff. And you just know the energy is like, yo, I, I really, I did not think any of this was going to happen. <laughs> Those I'm golden happy, handcuffs. But like, yeah. God yeah. damn. I thought, I just wish people had seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, you know? <laughs> um, but Where's so, that cinematic universe? Yeah, give me uh, that universe. All right. So, Connor, tell us about, oh, yeah, so, even though. This one's. Kind I'm of, gonna come. I actually think in its this own is, way. This, this is one's on kind of the, charming. I, this is say. on the slightly better side of the not great. It's so sides crazy. We're talking this about. movie. This movie's only crazy. because. And I'll just. I'll open with what you had messaged to us, Joe, when you were watching it, where you're like this. You're like this French <laughs> bullshit, and it's like this fucking it is, French bullshit. It is very French, right now. Yes, it really is. I just can I say I love it at a time when. Every American actor was in American studios remakes of movies like this. Yes. Right. Right. Like right. Tom like Hanks. A, yes. And the exactly. man with yeah. the one red I, shoe. It, this is exactly what this feels like. Yeah. What I totally. love is mm-hmm. Sigourney just went there. She's like, no, I'll just make one for did an real. Original like, one. Yeah, yeah. I'll just make yeah. a real one. And with that, and I'm glad so you funny. I'm glad you brought that up. Only because I think I don't think I knew what this movie was gonna be. And it I think is so like all I, those movies. Yes, and I think yeah. when I started watching it, and my it cl- I was like, "Oh, this is what this is." Like, I think mm-hmm. I was able to like ride the wave a little bit of like, "All right,", right. like I right. pour a glass of wine. I was like, "Let's go," like whatever. And I do yeah. think if you know the French farce of it all, when you're going in, it's a little more palatable. I think. Sure. Um, I don't disagree with you, Joe, that there is just some total bullshit in it, but. Uh, it's definitely like I don't know. It's it's its own. It's it, I read, I read either on IMDb or Wikipedia, one or the other, where it's like, oh yeah, this was meant to be a French sort of spin on bringing up baby, and I was like, okay. well, y'all fell a little short of the mark. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Because in it was not right. Because in bringing up baby, <laughs> Carrie Grant is a paleontologist. Right. That's the yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's like trying to put together a yeah, dinosaur yeah, skeleton. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Because yes, I was trying right. yes. for the life of me. Yeah, I was the whole tr- famous scene in the museum. Yes. I was yeah. trying for the mm-hmm. life of me to remember the Carrie Grant movie, and I was like, Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. It. That's yes. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I that feels correct because it does kind of have that. And that's you same know, that's, energy. That's kind Kimberly. Of. Williams Paisley and yeah. the other guy, George what Newburn, they're watching it in Paris, and that's where they fall in love, Father the Bride. <laughs> but anyway, so sorry, the name of the movie is Un Femme Odu, One Woman or Two, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's a screwball comedy. Basically, Gerard Depardieu plays a paleontologist slash archaeologist who basically stumbles upon, as one does, like France's version of Lucy? basically like Lucy, yeah, like the, the, the first woman yeah, yeah yes uh and so they believe they've just uncovered like the missing link and all this stuff and so yeah they are trying also to like find her mate and figure out you know w- w- what's going on with that maybe it's in some hay yeah me- meanwhile you have uh dr ruth famous dr ruth i just love that it's just dr ruth it's just yeah, Doctor Ruth. Just, it's, just, it's like it's what if Doctor Ruth was in yeah. this movie? In it, she she is. she is a wealthy benefactor who is it's like a Doctor Ruth type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As you know, who is giving you know granting money to Gerard Depardieu's sort of endeavors in 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 his archaeology and whatnot, and so she is meant to go to France to visit to see this discovery of this skeleton. 
And at the airport, Sigourney Weaver arrives in France for totally different reasons. And because she has to sort of escape from her stalker boyfriend or not even boyfriend, like stalker, just stalker. Like she just has this guy who's obsessed with her. Um, She has to escape. So she winds up with Gerard Depardieu pretending to be Dr. Ruth's character. Mrs. Hefner Mm -hmm. is the character. And Sigourney, Jessica Fitzgerald, winds up posing as this very wealthy woman who's going to fund this further research. Gerard Depardieu falls in love with her. Pourquoi? You know, things escalate, all that. Yeah. And that's basically the movie, right? Well, yeah, it becomes Dr. Ruth shows up. It's mistaken identity. Comedy of errors. He defies polite French society by suggesting that the first French woman that, might have been black and they all they all riot revolts <laughs> against no, him. no no yeah. no that no, is no. where he, honestly yeah. that's where the movie lost me like I was basically riding the absurdity of this movie's plot for a while yeah and that's where I kind of was like yeah I don't know I like maybe this movie should just be over between the Israel stuff in eyewitness and then the anti-science you're just uh, you have a political agenda tomatoes 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 this guy i'm like there's some like interesting uh, you know connections to current events going and, on and in she's definitely it's funny because there's israel palestine stuff in deal of the century too and in half, yes. half moon street definitely which we will get to yes so there is this yeah. weird well, thread let me in say, sigourney's project i was gonna say sigourney yeah. a yeah. thing I I, I I i realized i've seen basically every feature film that she's been oh, in. Oh, that's which a is lot. Kind of, okay. Well, but I mean... I I'll watched do, a lot of movies in prep for this, I, and I didn't even... I feel I'm like not I saying, didn't even... I'm not saying in prep for this. I'm yeah. just saying as I went through, I realized yeah. she's done a lot recently, and so I've certainly yes. missed some of that. But, like, I've watched a lot of her career. And I will say, she... And she's very open about this. Like, she really does make, like, some very, like... Like controversial choices like map totally. of the yes. worlds you yeah. know which you know hope you know joe me and you have talked about potentially doing on on your show like yes you map, should. map yeah. of the world is like a crazy movie like for an actress to decide to play death, that role death without spoiling maiden, anything. which you mentured before death like an maiden. Maiden. Yeah, yeah yeah you know yep, there are, yep. she makes a lot of like when you go through like damn and then even holes. up until holes but but, but, but literally <laughs> but my dude, god holes. master gardener Yes, also an insane. Speaking yeah. of Glenn Close, Schrader wrote it for Glenn Close, and Glenn Close was like, "I do not want to play this character." <laughs> yeah, I and not, <laughs> to, get, was not like, to get ahead of ourselves or whatever. I rewatched Master Gardener. I think that movie's great. I think more people should watch it. Sigourney is. I so, haven't seen it still. I still haven't seen it. Sigourney's so great. So good. I've in heard that movie. I've heard, she's and great. it's the type of performance where you're just like, "Uh, damn." Yeah, it's yeah. like Sigourney. Still got it. Yeah. Like, like, what are yeah. you doing? And also, good job. Yeah. But um, anyway, just so just to say, among her peers, like, I think, yeah, it's underrated, uh, partly because I think of the Avatar and the Alien stuff. Like, there's this like genre, like Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. right? Ghostbusters. There's a, yeah. There's like a genre wrapping for her that I do think is like a protective layer, and when you peel through it, you're just like, whoa you you're doing some crazy shit and like just kind of getting away with it or like you know getting respect for it or whatever like and just last year oh go ahead i know i was just gonna say like with this movie right one woman or two like 
She just does a French farce, speaks fluent French, like so does the movie. Yes. Like that, I, which honestly, like I was, I I don't speak French, so I don't know. But it, like I'm watching it, thinking like she's doing a great this job. Seems, like, <laughs> seems like she, yeah. she's her French is great. Like yeah, um, and yeah, I don't know. Like and and I don't think was ever really afraid to like play yeah. unlikable and or questionable characters right because even in this like she's meant to be the lead but there is also um there is also who is uh sorry i have to find the actress uh zabu breitman who plays gerard depardieu's like current oh. living oh, yes. girlfriend oh, right. when the movie yes. starts right she like when Sigourney shows up and Gerard starts to kind of have a thing for her, there's like a whole thing of like concern and jealousy and whatever. And she yeah. basically spoilers like she basically loses out to Sigourney. And it's kind of insane that like the movie just lets that happen without any kind yes. of like repercussion. Cause it's not even like she's some unlikable character. Like she's an artist. She's like, so she's, seems, she's not a shrew she or seemed, something. She's you know? beautiful. She seems very sweet. Like there is no. And so to, to like make a movie where Gerard just fully pivots to like, intense intimidating and like not entirely likable sigourney weaver is like kind of nuts like yeah oh uh, uh oh um i was gonna say when you think about like last year and jamie lee curtis sort of getting this oscar that is for the movie that she was in but also sort of predicated on these like decades right. of being in movies that everybody saw and everybody loved and sure and, and you wonder, it's like Sigourney Weaver is kind of in uh, that bucket to a certain degree, right? Where it's just like she's also beloved for these genre movies and has this sort of like pocket of fans and like not to denigrate Jamie Lee Curtis at all. But like Sigourney Weaver then also supplements that with like these really daring and challenging sort totally. of, you know, projects throughout the years. And you wonder if like if you know she'll ever have that kind of a moment she also you know obviously came very close to winning an oscar at some point um, well and, and you know you it's funny joe she'll get that moment the most straightforward movie she's probably ever made the most straightforward movie movie she's probably ever made co-stars jamie lee curtis she made that movie you again oh, oh right. right you again right. you Kristen again Bell and uh, yeah yeah oh, God. you again is it it's betty white Odette Annabelle, I believe. Right. Yes, that's right. Kristen that's right. Bell. And it's like uh, Kristen Bell. The and it mothers was like the moms hated each were... other. Oh, right. Now, school, now they hate each other. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I saw that movie. God. <laughs> you are you again. When um, would you uh, when would you guess that Dr. Ruth died? Oh god. Oh wow. That's um, a good question. Like how recently? I would go. I'm going to be wrong. Is it 99? I, Connor, I would what do you say got? I'm going to up it by a little bit and I will say 20 years ago. So 2004. Oh, four. Trick question still alive. No. Whoa. Wow. 95 years Ruth? old and still going. Ruth. We, yeah, we should talk about Dr. Ruth for like a second because like she's, we should. she's like 
fully in this movie. Dr. Like, Ruth, I am sorry. Like you'd think for a second. Like not she, just playing herself. Not just. No, so no, no. I right. mean, whatever. Like, yes. Not in the cameo as yes. Dr. Ruth. Right. Giving no, somebody sex ha, advice or whatever. Has a character. Like has a character with like her yeah. own little arc and her own. Like it's kind of like kind of wild. Um She's exactly the same height as this. Uh, this Lucy. Uh, what do they? Is it figure? What do they call Laura. it? Laura. Right. Laura. They call the statue. Yeah. Laura, right. Um, um, which is a very funny sight gag in a very sort of, again, French kind of a way. Yes. Um, people don't know people. Younger people don't know the Dr. Ruth of it all. No, it's a very she was just in the 80s. Google it, listener. Like it's this a tiny very... little German woman came to America and decided to just give people very graphic sex advice yes and it it, it for, was for a long time like a whole decade for a whole decade yeah, yeah like, it's amazing uh and then i did she pivot to like a late night like infomercial slot kind of hotline at some point i i imagine that seems very plausible yeah or maybe they um, like pull like maybe that's where they syndicated her later or something like that right i just she remember like very vivid memories like, of like catching that like late at night on cable where i'm like who is this lady like when i was i also remember her as like that was a good go-to like johnny carson monologue totally you know what i mean joke where it's like you know dr ruth is a good punchline for you know older lady talking about sex right right. Uh, it was really the whole package it was the older lady although god she's you know again still kicking um is the german accent she has this sort of like very like sprightly like not just it's like Werner Herzog, if <laughs> Werner Herzog were like, um, like a cute little pixie, you know, it's just almost like if you if that. you if you put together like Werner Herzog and Angela Lansbury into like <laughs> one human into Kristen Chenoweth's size body, like yeah, 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 that's yeah. something that's, like that's that. Doctor Ruth. Here's a question: Does only because I wasn't really, I, it wasn't honestly. I'm going to be fully honest. It wasn't until like near the end of the movie that I was like, oh my god, like I did, like I did, it didn't even click for me that it was Doctor Ruth until like near the end. Oh, that's end. so funny. And so I was wondering, like, do we do we think she's dubbed or does she do we she speaks French? Right. Like, what do we? I think I imagine she speaks yeah. French. I imagine okay. she, she, you know, she was. I don't know. I don't know how long she lived in Germany. I know she uh, emigrated to the United States, but I, I it sounded like her voice. It sounded right. Plausibly. That, yeah, like that's, her voice, that's what so. was giving me pause. But yeah, so she's yeah. like fully in the movie. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would call this movie like a full on recommend. But like I said, I think like. There's a one point where like Sigourney Weaver and Gerard Depardieu are like fooling around yeah. in a house and the house gets knocked over and they like have to like emerge from <laughs> right. the rubble of this it's house like where like movie. other yeah, people yeah, yeah. are watching. And it's just like, oh, my, like, all right. Yeah. Like, like this. It, enough, it enough also doesn't. Whimsy. I think this movie kind of I think it kind of betrays Sigourney's strengths too. like, yeah. Which is a problem because I do think it's the least dynamic role of the four that she has to play. Yeah, absolutely. With, absolutely. With, you know, with the caveat that like deal of the century is not terribly dynamic. No, either, no but, but like, I think the difference is like, I think maybe maybe they're comparable. Right. Like, I think maybe they both make the same mistake where they like she enters into the movie. And I do believe you're meant to kind of go with it in a sense of like, 
Oh, there's definitely something else going on because this is Sigourney yeah. and I know she's too smart for everybody else here. Right. Well, in all and, four of these movies, like everybody is literally like throws their entire life away to be there. Essentially, you know what I mean? I, like, I want to be clear, depending on the movie, like like I said, I rewatched Year of Living Dangerously. I may or may not. And I love my wife, but I may or may not throw it all away for Sigourney. I would lose. It's just it's, a, it's I would lose it all part for of her vibe. Yes. Like that's like, exactly the Sigourney like you Weaver thing. Where it's just your like, entire life for Sigourney. And Weaver. she's it's the every we talk a, a lot about like when people talk about like Elizabeth Debicki these sure, days and sort yes. of just like how tall she is and whatever. Like there is every single one of these movies really wants to emphasize how sort of tall and statuesque yes you know she is for good reason you yes. know what i mean and like i, I think know, it like, leads into this like and i this is going to sound negative but it's it's really like the only word that comes to mind but there is like there is an intimidation factor to sigourney weaver right 100%. like yeah. like and yeah, i, yeah, I would yeah. say i was saying this to dan like the the main conclusion i came to as i rewatched a bunch of her movies is and i i think this this is probably a good segue into half moon street like because this that was the movie that I was watching when I thought this is like her her not so secret weapon is that like she seems like she's never been threatened by a man in her life. Right. right. There is like a pure confidence and could give a shit nature like a devil may care quality that she like yep. carries through with things. And I think the movies that use her to great success and that she really shines in are the ones that don't betray that. And I think part of the problem is I think deal of the century betrays that a little and mm -hmm. i think one woman or two ultimately betrays that a little even if i think it i think it excels on that for a good part of her yeah part part of its runtime and i think half moon street although th this movie's very bad uh and insane i do insane. actually think it fully understands the like effectiveness of sigourney yes Weaver. This movie gets Sigourney Weaver as a screen right, like it, understa for sure, it understands for sure, for sure. what her assets are as a movie star. Um, yes, absolutely. And yeah, so this movie, Half Moon Street, uh, is I here's the funny thing. It's billed as an erotic thriller. I don't actually know if in good conscience I could call it that because I don't actually think it's like intense or suspenseful enough to be called a thriller. And I don't think it's outwardly enticingly sexy enough to be called. It erotic. has so many times where it cuts away from a sex yes, scene yes. that like you cannot be an erotic thriller if you're like cutting to like close ups of the silk sheets right. or like a cutaway to a fireplace. Right. You know what I mean? Cutting it like close up on the like the art directed chairs and, rather than like the the sex and scene. look like you can't you know michael kane and an older michael kane as her scene partner and no offense to michael kane i don't you know i don't know if i want that in my erotic thriller. sure 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 but like she's having sex with other people yeah. what's his name from titan shows up that's with a good Vin butt vincent, shot later vincent on in the Lindone, movie who uh who my wife and i kept calling like the bear's dad because he looks so much like jeremy <laughs> allen white in this he has like the big hair and has a very similar kind of face where you're like oh he, he sure, looks, he looks sure, like sure. the bear's yeah, dad yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but half, got a good butt. half moon street <laughs> is a is a 1986 erotic thriller uh it's directed by bob swaim and it's with sigourney and michael kane and basically 
Uh, this weirdly somehow feels like the most insane plot that we're going to cover, like more so than like eyewitness. Kind of. hundred um, percent. Yeah. But basically Sigourney plays a doctor named Lauren Slaughter, which I believe Dr. Slaughter is the name of the book, the book. that this movie yeah. is based on. By the guy who wrote uh, The Mosquito Coast, I'm pretty sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Enough, that that's interesting. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah. I was like yeah. looking on Goodreads in terms of like the reception of the book. Apparently, the book is also very bad. So like not <laughs> not really sure how anybody kind of saw this thing and was like, maybe. Uh, yeah. But and just it's funny. It, Justin, Justin Thoreau's uncle, by the way, because oh, we were uncle joking Thoreau. about Mosquito Coast, but it is his uncle who wrote it. Yes, it is. Oh, yes. I didn't yeah. know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that makes a lot yep. of sense. Um, but she's living in London and she is at this Middle Eastern sort of political institute, essentially. And she's constantly making peanuts. Yes. And she's constantly getting sort of one up by her Such superiors. Such a huge part of the movie. Um, I'm not making enough. She's not making enough money. So what is what is she to do? So she randomly gets only, a video. Only one thing you can only, do. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, she randomly gets, she a, gets a VHS tape. Yes. <laughs> An anonymous. 80s political belle du jour. It's yes. like 80s. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. Fleur de lis, whatever you desire. Um, that's right. Yes, that's is right. what's happening yeah. here. But basically, she gets a VHS tape that is essentially a commercial slash recruitment video for an escort service. And so she decides, okay, like, why not? So suddenly why not? it becomes a version of like pretty woman as a thriller. Like I, it's like this whole, I don't know. So she becomes an escort and goes out on all these dates. And one of them at one point is Lord Bobek played by Michael Caine. And he is sort of thank you. Uh, he is on. It's like he's in the room. <laughs> he's sort of on the side brokering this Middle Eastern peace deal. Right. And that's sort of a thing that's happening over here. Right. And while that's happening, she sort of has this, you know, they 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 have their little arrangement, their date. And then it turns into sort of an actual romance, but then it becomes kind of an on again, off again thing because it's like, well, she's just going to still continue to do what she does because it doesn't mean anything until it does kind of thing. And that's sort of what's going on while she is getting further embroiled in this like political intrigue that may or may not involve him. And that's. Yeah. Right. It's, am I? That's like basically. Yeah, and, and, and a lot. Yeah. And a lot of what you described is revealed late. Yes. Right. You know, and a lot of it's teased what... early because the movie <clears throat> yeah. does open with this thing of like her being surveilled. You know, and so there right. there is a immediately... well, mystery is like who sent her the tape. Yes, and it never and really he... gets addressed. Yeah. And I mean, I'll go ahead. Well, you and completely just... forget about the the who sent her the tape sort of yes, part of it. it. So all of the like yeah. international intrigue is so hand wavy yes, in this movie, it, where it's yes. just like, what's going on? What is Michael Caine working on? You know, Middle East. Yeah, that's why. Fully, that's what I mean. Where it's it so doesn't vague. really work as a thriller because it doesn't ever engage any of that stuff as anything that. Well, matters, this is right? it's funny. So, like, it's funny how this... when you find out who the bad guy is, it's like, oh, I guess okay, but like why and they're like because we wanted to have 
the yeah, upper hand I in yeah, negotiations we'll, or something. It's like, okay. We'll, we should talk about our general thoughts and then get to that because the, okay, the well, bad I, guy plot yeah. in this movie is insane and it makes no sense why anyone would try yes. to do it for the end that I they're think seeking. To me, but, the really on. one of the only interesting, I mean, I'm not a big fan of this one. One of the only interesting things about it, you know, I think what you guys said earlier was correct about kind of using the Sigourney essence the right way. That's certainly there. And I think, you know, it's interesting. This is the same year as Aliens because she'll get her first Oscar nomination. And it really does speak to kind She's of what so we were saying before of like. It's such a good performance. In you Aliens. know, but the risky movie with this kind yeah. of really incredible, you know, incredible sequel. You know, and and one thing, Joe, we were talking about before we started recording is like one of the underrated things about the four Sigourney Alien movies is like every performance as Ripley is so different. And yes. I think like it's it's a very underrated thing. And it's like, and it's mm-hmm. funny that Cameron, you see Cameron doing it with her in the Avatar movies, which is also crazy, where it's like literally her character is like a totally different character in Avatar 2. And like there's that's yeah. a whole different thing. But like anyway, um, other than that, okay, I do just like the the Michael Caine context where like very openly before Hannah and her sisters. Michael Caine was like, my career was not going well, right? Like he right. was, he just was right. not making the right movies. He was making movies for money, right? Jaws, Jaws 4, four. Yeah. you know, um, yeah. the sw- is it the swarm? I think he's in the swarm. The swarm, the bees. We got to do <laughs> oh, something well, about what these bees. About the bloody bees. And all of these movies that none of them worked, right? And then, yeah. And then Hannah and her sisters really is the movie that he gets an Oscar, it's a hit, and it really catapults him into like a really strong 90s mm-hmm. and, and and on, you know? And I think this is really the end of that. Like Hannah's walking down the street, her sisters are right behind her. So right, it's all, right, right. And, right. The, and this waiting. is Michael being like, must I work with a man named Bob Swaim? Who, <laughs> what I love about Bob Swaim is, Went on two years later to direct an actually pretty fun uh, erotic thriller called Masquerade, yeah, starring okay. yeah, Rob yeah, yeah. Lowe and Meg Tilly. That is written by a guy who goes by the name Dick Wolf. Hi, well, but here, hello. Hang on, but here's Ever the difference, right? Like, even just superficially, there was law, there was order. <laughs> even just superficially, he had the idea. To what put if together. we? combined in one ampersand betwixt them anyway, no but sorry, like even just superficially like rob Lowe and meg tilly in an erotic thriller i right. get because you would sure. be okay watching them have sex like that seems right. relatively enjoyable and and this just doesn't really right ha- it's not even like and i don't know maybe i'm like underestimating Michael Caine's former screen presence before this moment in his career, but it's not even like it's Sean Connery, right? Like it's not even like it's like right, some right. elder statesman, Silver Fox right. kind of thing or right. whatever. Um, hey, it's the guy from Educating Rita. You don't want to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The thing about an erotic thriller, though, not to like get hung up on genre requirements, sure. yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but like mm-hmm. the whole thing about an erotic thriller tends to be that there are sexual politics and character dynamics that get complicated by the sex like that, sure. that like 
you know what i mean that there are power dynamics at play that should that you know um you know the woman is getting a little bit of the upper hand because this guy can't resist her right or you know in some in some and this movie doesn't really right they just like they both seem to like each other so they both and someone else is compromising them outwardly like uh from afar Right. right yeah but it's ne- but and, and there's like there's you know these moments where you know it's sort of fraught between them or whatever but there's never any sense that they are at actual cross purposes yes at any point and like that would maybe give this movie a little bit of juice and also make the end make a little bit more sense i think that's a great segue because i do want to talk about like the end of this movie the reveal and how like absolutely like totally bizarre the plot like the villain's plan is right yeah so it's a lot of work it's a lot of lift for what they want to do exactly what i can detect is that they they believe that sigourney because of her background in middle eastern politics and what michael Caine is trying to do is perhaps the kind of woman he would become attracted to so they are the ones who send her the tape Right. And it's a group of people who do not want this Middle Eastern deal to happen. Right. And so they want to disgrace Michael Caine and they don't just want to stop the deal. They want to like disgrace his name. So it really kind of stalls everything. Right. So they send Sigourney the tape. Then she has to say yes. Like she has to then be like, sure. Right. So, okay, so that part of the plan works. So now she's an escort. Then they somehow then Michael Caine calls for an escort and it happens and maybe i believe that it it they arranged it to be sigourney right they, what, yeah, what have yeah, you yeah. but he would have called for an escort anyway if he was the kind of guy who called escort services so they didn't need sigourney right but, if you already know that he's the kind of person who's calling escort yes, services because all they want just like, is to like morally right. compromise him and catch him in the act right. or whatever particularly because if it's this like phd student who has a little bit of like you know she's seen at these like you know parties she has you know sort of well-known and well-connected people who know her that's not the kind of person that you can just sort of like bump off and like sweep it under the rug like people will want to know who who killed her and why so like that's not that's not the best choice. Right. She's not, not like an I'm anonymous like, sex worker at that point, right? Like, they don't need me to plan their little, you know, <laughs> murder, blackmail plot for them. But, but you know, no, I mean. it's yeah, it's so it's an insane plot. But I do think it reveals something that's like such an easy way to just make. It probably doesn't make the movie way better, but it, it certainly, I think, solves a couple problems and certainly speaks to what you're talking about, Joe. Which is why I wanted to bring it up. Is that why didn't why isn't Sigourney just also in on it? Like that would make the thing. She's an expert in middle Eastern policy. Just like, yeah. Have her be part of the negotiation, right? Like have her be like aware of seducing this guy to compromise him, to ruin the thing. And you could probably maybe still have your thing where she has second thoughts. And so then they, well, sure. Because that, then the sex between them, changes exactly changes the dynamics yeah that's exactly my point and it's such a weird it's and i normally don't love doing the thing of like well if you just did this thing and this thing right if you just made the movie the way i think right right i don't want to do that but it does the only times i like to bring that up is when it i don't know it just seems like such an easy through line like a really you just had to make like one left turn right and it's a and it's like half your problems are solved 
Um, right. Right. And I, so it's as it is. It's there's no forward momentum in the intrigue of it. Yeah. Their chemistry isn't bad, but it's not so great that I'm going to be like right. on the edge and of I my think, seat for I 90 minutes. I think the minutes. plot allows that to be okay, like because of the sure. nature and sort of transactional element of their relationship like sure i think that's but it's not yeah. enough to keep me interested in the movie Ex- agreed either. agreed and i i yeah. think if it had done more to kind of like i don't know well if they had just made the movie the way i say they made the movie yeah anyway, mm-hmm. um, no but it's a good point i mean yeah. it's just it's it feels like not a full movie right it feels like maybe a half, half moon of a movie you know, just yeah, half, movie, yeah. movie, half movie series. Just, well, and then it yeah. also turns that like final reveal of this, you know, Palestinian guy who has and has sort of been one of her clients, uh, also one yeah. of her clients, but also like somebody who has like taken a shine to her, and they seem to sort of interact on, you know, on a little bit of a level as peers within this, you know international uh, affairs kind of community and then he gets revealed as the bad guy spoiler sorry if you were meant to watch (laughs) half moon street um and it also so like between this and eyewitness there is this sense of like oh this is just sort of like how they did it in the 80s a little bit where it's just like oh this guy who's Palestinian and we don't really get into his motives too much, but it's like, well, obviously he's going to be the bad guy. Obviously yeah, like, you get it. The, you get it. Obviously you know. the Vietnamese characters and eyewitness where they're talking about, it's just like he deserved what he got. And I'm like, I guess we're just going to sort of let that lie yeah. there and like let James Woods be like, I, whatever. No, but it's it racism think, appropriate to the character. Yeah, right. and you're like It speaks to the moment in america yes, yes. Yeah. it's weird as yes. a modern viewer because i feel like you're waiting for the palestinian guy in half moon street to be a red herring like you feel like yes. it's you feel like it might be yes. taking advantage of your prejudices yeah. and, and it's not like know. a thing where it's like i re- require these movies from the 80s to conform no, to modern no, no. sort of like but you do get why after the 80s after an entire decade of movies like that that people would have been like we got to find a way to move on past this because this yeah. is like in aggregate, this is all, this is a deeply racist. Yeah. It's trend. insane. It's insane. You know? yeah. Well, yeah. And it's all, it's yeah. all birthed from the us licking our wounds, our wounds from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. specifically eyewitness, but even in this eyewitness, film, like, yeah. yes, it's the, the vibe is like, mm-hmm. you know, we're still the best. Right. 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 <laughs> right. You know, and it's, right. and it's like, <laughs> yeah that 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 pedestal like mm-hmm. f- you know fundamentalism you know american fundamentalism like yes leads all else right so like the you know the prejudicial characters you know the the stereotypical characters who are often right you know palestinian what have you right like mm-hmm. they stand There's at least out the now thing in because Half Moon Street. yeah there's at least the thing in Half Moon Street where I can't remember the actor's name who plays the sort of um, very objectionably smug, you know, guy that um, Sigourney has the argument with at the dinner party. Oh, yes. yes, yes who yeah, says yeah. there are, you know, there are only what what does he say? Like 100 people who matter in the, yeah, in the yeah. world or something right. like that. Yeah. Like, um, And I know all of them. And essentially making the point of like, you know, who cares what the actual population of the world is? The only people who exist are the ones who can, you know, influence 
whatever and it's the people who have money and when she's like how many of those people live in africa and he's like none and and then she says like how many of them are something else and he's like but you know more uh more arabs than you would think and so that sort of at least gives a little bit of a window into like this is going to be a little bit of a movie about how you know wealth among you know certain arab power you know influence peddlers gave them a little bit of access and like that's at least a little bit of an interesting right. kernel it, and it doesn't really get picked up no that's for, like the, and then, that's like the most interesting scene in the movie and it happens like mm-hmm. five minutes in like yeah 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 no you're totally yeah right. it just it just and it, it does you're right to to mention it joe it speaks to the moment in a really kind of it really underlines look the shallowness of so much of what was being made you know at least you know, mm-hmm. in this context at the time. And it's so funny. Yeah. To think about how you would do this now. Right. It's like, well, you know what it would, it's, you, you're talking about homeland, right. You're talking sure, about right. like, yes, you yeah. know, stuff that is, you know, it's going to have its own problems, but they're going to be more nuanced problems. You know, they're going to be more like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, right. um, a lot more angles and what have you. And I yeah. think, that's it's i i find it i mean we we were talking a little bit about this in a different obviously context when we talked we were talking about jody we briefly talked about the accused and how like the accused has plenty of problems now when you watch it in, in the lens of 2024 but at the time it was so essential to the moment right that mm-hmm. you kind of yes. always have to think of those movies you know yeah and god knows half moon street is nowhere near you know in terms of whatever quality and importance is that movie but like right i was listening to another yeah. podcast and they were talking sort of they were the they were talking about um the crying game but they mentioned boys don't cry which is like a great example of that which is a movie that like now you can look at it and there are like there's a lot of problematic elements of it you know not not least being you know hillary swank you know as a cisgender person playing a trans person right but also in 1999, in the media landscape that existed, that was a movie that did well for its time. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Totally. That, did, that that so it's like you 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 always have to judge these things. Well, by Philadelphia, sort of like sliding scale. Right. Philadelphia is a great game, example. You mentioned the crying that. game. My God, the crying game moment. You know, definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You know, I think there's a bunch of those examples, and you know, Half Moon Street. You know, like we said, it's not really a fully cooked meal, and and all that, and I think doesn't really reach upon the level of those things, but it's just interesting to point it out and just be like, yeah, it's know, weird. Yeah. It's weird that it was the end of her career and she never made anything. And she never worked that. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah which is so crazy. <laughs> but it's also funny too, like on the flip side, right. A movie like Ishtar, which like so pointedly direct, you know, speaking of iron Contra and like was mm-hmm. so reviled. Right. And, it, you know, and it's like, yep. it's like there, those politics are like way more pointed yeah, and sure. way yes. more like directed at the administration. And it's like, we were, well, it's this thing of like, be more honest. Like, and then you watch this chart. You're like, well, not, maybe not like, oh, no, back. and it's so funny to rewatch it. You're like, Jesus, they really were like, that was, a, you know, it's like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's liberal Hollywood at its most unhinged and God bless it. God bless that underrated movie. But, um, I guess proper 
properly rated now. Now it's in that weird. I yeah, it's, I think yeah, that's right. I think it's, it's beloved reclaimed. now. Yeah, I think there's. Well, you don't want to get too far into like secret masterpiece territory because I no, know, but sure certainly would, yeah. better than its no, reputation. No, I don't know that it's quite yes. that, but yeah. it is. Yeah, but it is yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's ask as we kind of fade into the night here. What what are other? There's so many. What are like other B sides we'd recommend of Sigourney's? Um, I will start. And I will simply say uh, two that are just like top of mind. I saw them at important times in my life. Um, movies is the Gary Winnick movie Tadpole. Oh, Tadpole. wow. Yep. Yeah. Which I like. And I actually rewatched yesterday and I still does like. it hold up. No. But... Okay. That's what I, that's what I thought. Because I was like, B.B. Uh, New Earth movie. is so great. B.B. New Earth is very yeah. good. Yeah. And I it's do a, like it still. It's an early digital video movie it looks that so really bad, does look dude. like yeah. shit. Oh, that it really that, looks terrible. That and Pieces of April are the two. Thank you for saying post that. Post Blair Witch <laughs> Thanksgiving um, rolls movies. around. Yeah. And everybody, like, I know so many people are like, time to watch Pieces of April. I'm like, I don't know how and you And you know can. what's funny? That Joe, movie looks Tadpole so bad. Tadpole is a, a Thanksgiving movie because it opens on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it's a go. weird thing where both of those movies and even Roger yeah. Dodger also kind yes, of fits yeah. into that, even though I think Roger yes. Dodger is a little better than looks movies, a little Roger that, Dodger yeah. is a better movie than that. But similar what to Aaron Sheen. Stanford, man. I know I he was Pyro. He was Pyro. And then he it was all, Pyro. It all went away. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> um, I liked him. But no, yeah. but but Tadpole, I I like Gary Winnick, who sadly passed away a while ago. He's yes. 49, young guy. And I know. Um, and then, and this one I didn't rewatch, and I'm almost afraid to because it was really important to me in 0405, and it's probably not great. I loved this indie movie she was in called Imaginary Heroes. Imaginary Heroes, and you're going to say that. Yes. <laughs> yep. like, I it's... liked it too, and I haven't gone back either, but I remember. <laughs> and, I and it's Emil Hirsch, so it's like, I don't know if it's I like want It's like Emil Hirsch, Jeff Daniels, uh, Emil Hirsch Weaver. has a gay kiss in this movie. Is that and where I feel like, like one I, of the, in the sons kills of, like, himself, right? And then, yes. Okay, it's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's what it's Kip yeah. Pardue, right? It's the ghost the older of brother Kip who was Pardue. like kind of mean to him, yeah. right? He he, and, like, but he but he was and... like a, he was like an he was like a Michael Phelps. He was like a star right. swimmer, right. Okay. right? Right, right, And the family is just not recovering. It's like deeply post American Beauty, like though like suburban ennui. Like between the years 1996 and 2006, I think I watched every movie where two guys kissed, and so. This was definitely one of them. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you there this. were not very many. You know what's <laughs> one? That's what you know what's one? I was always afraid to rewatch, and I rewatched what? it a couple years ago around that time, and it's great. Is uh, and it's in that vein. Is a uh, home at the end of the world. I um, fucking love a home that at the end of the world. Yeah. Movie. It's so is good. Yes. Great. great. Yeah. Dallas yep. Roberts. It really is. Uh, Col- based Colin on Farrell, the Michael Cunningham book, Michael Cunningham who yes. wrote The Hours, my yes. favorite movie. Yeah, that um, was like Cunningham's, yeah. right? That was like the other adaptation after that hours. book too. The movie's good. The book is even better. That, is that book right? is like I gotta read stunningly good. I really loved it. Um, yeah, yes. Home at the End but of the it, World is great. But anyway, so those those are the two B sides I would recommend, just as like personal Sigourney B sides for me. I don't know if what yeah. do you, uh, Joe, what do you think? What do you got? Well, you mentioned it uh, before, uh, but a map of the world is oh god, really yeah. really good. She's um she and julianne moore play sort of best friends and like moms and you know in somewhere in the midwest and um it's julianne moore's kid who was in yeah sigourney weaver's babysitting essentially um 
their kids and well they're the, like playing the, at sigourney's house they're playing in the pool yeah right and and, and it's and at sigourney's house that's the whole it's an accidental death drowning but like is you know that thing of you know if i were paying attention would right. i have been able to whatever and so it like absolutely drives a wedge between uh these two characters and it's like really really harrowing and but the boldness of this correct me here right because i keep meaning to rewatch it the boldness of the character the sigourney character is her position is like it's not my fault right and and right. like in that idea of like can you imagine she's right? she's stubborn yeah. she's like she's, can you, know, you she imagine if you were julia moore and your kid fucking died in your best friend's pool and, the, and your best friend yes. was like look i mean i'm yep. sorry but also what are you gonna it do? It either wasn't Sigourney's Oprah like book the club selection, or it was like that, that genre yeah. of like. It, I think it was a book club movie because when we were talking about uh, Joe, me and you and Chris about like, oh, the, what's the, what would be the topic, or whatever. You know, it was yeah. in that deep end of the ocean moment. Deep end of, of like, the ocean. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> those a movie I can't believe we haven't done yet. You haven't done deep end um, of the oh, oh come yeah. on, deep end of the ocean. Somehow we, co- we, we covered so. that on our uh, we covered that on our Michelle Pfeiffer episode. Deep end. Yeah. Of the that's ocean. a great Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And deeply, um, I mean, that's Michelle. Really, she's going. She's full Michelle on that. She's really. It's, it's she's also tossing it one all of those out in that like one. surprisingly numerous. Whoopi Goldberg plays a bureaucrat movie where it's like that and the player and girl interrupted kind of where she's in in home at the end of the world or no sorry in deep end of the ocean she's gay whoopee right it's like a whole part of the movie is like she's got a wife or a girlfriend you know right and uh but that's a good pick obviously map map of the world is a great pick connor and then the other one which i haven't seen in a while is um and I don't know how it would hold up, but I remember really liking it at the time. At the time, was this movie called The TV Set, uh, oh, yeah. written and directed by Jake Kasdan. Jake Kasdan. It's about like, and it's Duchovny plays this like scriptwriter who's like trying to get his, yeah. his TV show made, and she's playing this like very, very, very cynical network executive. Um, and I remember her; she specifically was really really good in it but i also remember it being kind of funny about tv and like i it would be really interesting to to go back and see like what in 2006 did we imagine was the bottom of the barrel when it came to like cynical sure entertainment television like you know what how how far much farther we we did we didn't know (laughs) and it's funny given her give i i I want to rewatch it also given her lineage you know right that's right. a good point. That's right. That's a great. It's right. funny to yeah, think yeah. she's doing her own little Pat Weaver impression, you know, or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Connor. Yeah, I don't know. Mine are less interesting, frankly. Like I, and I don't know if you'd call this a B side. I would. I would shout out Copycat. I think people should oh, watch that. Oh, yeah, it's a B-side. I think it's a copycat fun rules. Movie. It's a God, fun movie. Great movie. Fun John movie. Amell. Yeah. Um, you already mentioned Death and the Maiden. Who directed Copycat? John Amiel, I think. Yeah. Uh, the man who gave us Summersby. Oh yes! Uh, uh, this had Oscar buzz early, 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 <laughs> and, and a Jody and a, and a Jody B side we yeah. did not get to. Yeah, a Jody slash oh, yeah. a Jody slash Richard Gere B side. And, it's, um, and, yeah. and just imagine I never her one loved more time. him the way that I love you. That's <laughs> uh, the, all I remember so, from uh, Summer's B, which trailer. I believe is and the, that it's was the a fake. French. Can we say a French a remake of a French the, movie? Yes, Martin, yeah. Martin Return, Gare, the Return of Martin Gare. Yeah. 
and is the basis of the Regency uh, studio yep. logo music, yep. I believe. The yep. Danny Elfman score to some degree. The Elfman yes. score yeah. is the is the if, fanfare if, for if the you're Regency interested in that kind of logo. thing. Listener. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Copycat, I would definitely recommend. I also don't know if this is a B-side at this point because I feel like it's a movie that people like uh, as of now, but I'm a big fan of Galaxy Quest. I'll shout it out oh, sure. every time I get the every time I get the chance. That's a movie I would like compared to I don't think it's as good as but it's a similar kind of energy to clue like you watch that movie mm. like you watch Galaxy Quest and everybody including regrettably Tim Allen everybody is like so yeah. keyed in right like it's just very <laughs> much like ev- look yeah. I just got to be honest like Tim Allen Tim Allen's very good in Galaxy Quest Red Belt Red um, Belt Red, Red He's Bell very good also. in Red Belt Red too Bell, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. look when he's playing a down and out shitty actor Well when he's yeah, when uh, he's meta, when he's like <laughs> yeah. facing the yes. mirror and yes. looking away yeah yeah uh, right but no I I everyone that is just cast like, is so deep though my in god in Galaxy Quest like, yeah it's incredible Justin yeah. Long is like this 18 lead he's so good I love Justin Long. The, the reason I compare it to Clue is just like when you watch Clue and you just you see everybody doing their own thing, but so perfectly and so well yeah. and so in sync. Galaxy Quest has a very similar energy. So I would just wreck it's just a nice Did you hear that it. story uh that was going around recently of Alan Rickman recalling being on the set of um Freaking Gal- Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yeah. And there's a scene where like Tim Allen's talking and like it's an emotional scene. And Tim Allen like stopped the take because he had tears in his eyes and he like looked shocked about it and he like walked off set. Like he'd and never Alan, cry. And yeah, Alan like... Rickman turned to like the other co-stars like I think he just acted for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a meta Galaxy best. Quest moment, actually. Yeah. Um no, that's oh, a good one. Man. I'll shout that one out. And then also uh, oh, and I was the Good House is more recent, which I did yeah. like. I should say that that was a nice movie. Yeah. That was a good one. I should check it it's, out. It's it's yeah, she's an alcoholic. I mean, it's a good small town. You know, her mm-hmm. and Kevin Klein. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin nice. Klein's doing a New England accent, so that's a rough. <laughs> it you know, is, it that's is a hurdle. It, Look, it's it a hurdle. What it is. But you get you got to jump over that hurdle. Accents were never a sure. strong suit. Yeah, yeah. Klein, and then I, yeah. I would just say I, I feel like a lot of people slept on Master Gardener. I think it's like. Yeah. I yep. think it's like a sneaky Sigourney top 10 performance. Like, I think she's so good in it. She's great. Um, yep. Everybody should watch it. Like we said, it's a complicated, prickly, t- kind of tough, interesting movie. Paul Schrader, complicated, prickly. Yeah, What's with, going yeah on? go on. Can you, ima- can you imagine? Um, What's so crazy, yeah. we'll just say about Schrader and, and we'll wrap up. It's, what the one thing that's so crazy uh, about Paul no, Schrader? No, no, no. <laughs> What's crazy is. The, there are these kind of three movies that are kind of, you know, he has another movie coming out, but like, you know, they're like this trilogy. Yeah, the Lonely Man summing, trilogy. Yeah. You know, summing up his career in some ways. But what's nuts, though, is like they're all crazy in their own ways. But like y'all got to see Adam Resurrected or like, <laughs> yeah, or, or like dog eat dog sure right or, you know right, like right. my guy right they they nuts. do fe- yes like, no these his, you know, his like, lonely man trilogy forever I, mine the cabana I, boy murder mystery I was movie thinking with joseph about this. and gretchen Ma- like when, crazy shit man when i saw master gardener in theaters i was unsettled and i was uncomfortable or whatever but like in re-watching it i was like oh this is like way more straightforward than i remember in a in a, in a way that <laughs> sure. and maybe because i've already seen it or whatever but I kind right. of it weirdly to your point, Dan, those like first reform card counter master gardener are like relatively accessible Paul Schrader movies. Yeah. Like, which yeah. is crazy. I mean, yeah. once again, I'm not like 
no, they, no, no. they are intense watches. It's yeah, just like it if you went down the rabbit hole and got to yeah. autofocus, you'd be like, oh, right, right okay. This is <laughs> right, a whole different right. type of thing, right? Which is a great movie. I'm not, you know, but anyway. Um, Wait, so in The Good House, her last name is Good? I'm just seeing oh, her. Oh, um, uh, Hildy Good? Hildy Good. I love it. Hildy Good? I, I thought love you were it. doing a okay. bit for a second. Oh, no. That's her nope. name. Oh, okay. it's her name. And it's very much Joe. It is so... When you're watching it, I literally was like, oh, this was based on a book. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. it's yep. so can based tell. on a book. You're like, there are like yep. things in it where you're like, why is this in the movie? Oh, it's, it's yep. it was in the book. It's probably that a huge part of the book. You're like, yep, 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 yep. And, you it's, and it's, you know, certainly, um, look, it's not God's gift to cinema, but it's a nice sure. movie. It's a good house's gift to cinema. It's a good house. It's a good house. That's what it is. Um, is it our life as a good house? Well, Kevin, it's interesting. Kevin Klein's, Kevin his, Klein's two, house movies. Kevin Klein's house trilogy. Yeah. I was going to say, gonna say yeah. it's funny that he's made two like perfectly fine <laughs> or not house movies, right? Where life, like, my life is a house. We did kind that of a one formative a while movie for ago. me, pers- like just seeing yeah. it on. Cable I was expecting because I liked it when I first saw it, and then I was expecting to be like, "Oh, this is just going to be like, a horrible realization that it's bad." Yeah. It's it's not that bad. It's not okay. Yeah. Like, it's an okay. I, I had angry. a friend when I was growing up. I feel like I taught, told this on a recent. I don't can't remember. I had a friend when I was growing up who it was one of those things. She was like, it was like I'm sure we all had, had encounters like this. She she like presented it to me and was like, "This is the best movie ever made." Right, like you know what I mean, like just the way when you're young of like, yeah. I I am presenting to you, Dan. Yep. At we are fourteen, and here it is. They yep. did it. The best movie. You'll never need to watch another movie again. Life is a house. That's all you need to know. Not and, to make everything in this it. podcast I like, that I talk yeah. about it being queer characters, but like Hayden Christensen is the most queer coded character. Yes, who they like yeah. chicken out at the last minute and are just like, nope, he likes Jenna Malone. Don't worry, everybody. It's so calm disappointing. Down. <laughs> I know. Everybody, it's... calm down. Don't worry. It, it's not a gay kid. And even the level, like, even the level of could nuance, like there's no way it could be both, right? Like it's no, uh, right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. There's like, no... nope. Don't worry. It's just he's a validly heterosexual. He's straight as an arrow. It's just, it's just eye makeup. Don't go, don't, don't freak out, everybody. Yeah, life uh, as a house. Um, yeah. What well, do we, Joe, what do we want to see next from Sigourney? If, if, uh, well, if, if there's anything we haven't seen, you know. it is weird because they're the avatars are all happening, right? So mm. she's gonna be in them, which is funny, right? And I think, I know I, my, it is funny. Mileage will vary on the avatar stuff. I, I know. Um, I love the I love the movies and I love her in the movies. I, I'm I'm someone who felt I her way of water performance is so crazy that I was like, somebody give her an award. This is insane. It is very, what yeah, is she nuts. doing in this movie? Yeah. Um I'm not as much of an avatar person, but I do love yes, that she's yes. getting all of these big paychecks. So um, good for her. But I would say though, something we didn't really talk about as just as we're kind of finishing, she always has said she, she thinks she's uh like a funny like the thing she's best at is being funny yeah and i do think she's not necessarily wrong i don't know if that's the best thing she's good at but she is very funny so i would love to see like a comedy 
like no, a proper I, yeah comedy. i agree that like would be what i would like heartbreakers yes or, you know, right like, we, we skipped over that but yeah we and we covered that on our gene hackman episode but yeah she's great in heartbreakers comes out a yeah. little bit comes out a little bit in galaxy quest i think she has kind of less to do comedically than other people do in that movie but she has a couple she does have a couple yeah really but nice like moments. dave it but she yes. becomes funny like yeah, yeah. she's very the good problem at, is like yeah. where who's making who's making dave these days you know right no I mean? like exactly. that's the, exactly that's i mean it would problem. be a show right? right it would be a show yeah i think there was 100%. even a show called dave but but you know about a different yes thing. not about that yeah. but yes um yeah but yeah i think you're probably right i think if you're looking for sigourney weaver to do anything comedically you're probably looking at a television show which is a little bit of a bummer but I'll take um, it. I mean, God knows. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take what yeah. I can get. You know? I would love uh, to She's see... in this upcoming Scott Derrickson movie that, like, whatever. But, like, it's Miles Teller and Anya Taylor-Joy. It's sort okay. of... Okay, okay. Looks like it's sci-fi action. I guess it's an Apple TV Plus thing. Whatever, but, like... Sure. She's third lead. I'll take it. I, I'll take third Speaking lead. of Apple TV uh, bag grabbers at this point, I would love to see her work with Ridley Scott again. Because I don't... Yeah. actually think unfortunately i mean they've worked together twice since alien yeah and, she's not but, great and, in either and, of them. yeah she's not great and and we it's funny we she was with As Ger- like vaguely, she was with gerard depardieu in one right. woman or two but they were in 1492 Con- 1492 Conquest yeah, of Paris yeah. she's isabella in 1492 yeah. and that's more of a yeah. down the middle role and then in exodus which i just rewatched, which holy oh, it's a certain kind of thing um, she's just openly evil in that movie, which I, yeah, I, I, I am at least I was kind of like, well, okay, that's I, fine. My, my <laughs> isn't she? She's is she not the bad guy in Chappie? She well? is the bad guy in Chappie. Yes, uh, she is also which, spoilers yeah. kind of the bad guy in Cabin in the Woods. So she's like had a history oh, of like, yeah, sure. oh yeah, she had that's she a had a run cameo. there where she yeah. would play like the, bad, the director. Yes. Bad. Yes. Right. Exactly. Like the direct. Exactly. Right. The director. Right. The, the 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 bad. Her and like, Cabin she in the like, Woods oh, was like a very Oz. funny reveal. Yes. It's very. She was like. She was good. like Oz in a lot of movies. Yes. Right. Where it's yeah. like, oh, it's you. She's in that terrible movie, The Assignment, oh, that, like super transphobic. Awful. Yeah. Walter Hill. Where like again, it's another one where she plays, you know, a a. Like evil, mad scientist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, but I had to watch that back, movie for work. I did not enjoy watching that movie. Bring it back. That's an example of like she does take those roles, right? It doesn't always sure. work. Yeah, you know, right. God knows. But it's like, right? She's intrigued by that. Like, you know, um, she's intrigued by that stuff and i think that's yeah i love that about her you know what i mean and going yeah. back through the, her her cv i was like wow she really you know is wild for that you know what i mean you have to really yes. give her credit in that respect Siggy. Um, she's in rampart can you remember who she plays in rampart she I, is she, I, I she, she, has, play, she plays the boss? rampart i think she's the rampart. She plays rampart. is she <laughs> not in, in she's is she not ia in that i feel like Hildy she's internal rampart affairs. in rampart that's crazy <laughs> two uh, is she like internal affairs that i makes believe sense. Yeah. she's, she's like internal that, affairs yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah that's a movie that's I, a good I remember movie. liking I, yeah for a movie i don't remember her character in like i that's a that's a really good Owen Moberman, right? That was early. And yeah, early and Elroy, Moberman. James Elroy, right? He wrote yes. it. He wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. co-wrote it with, with Moberman. Yeah. That's when Elroy Anne was... Anne really good in that movie. Yeah. I will oh, say, R. I will always ride yeah. for a great Anne Hage performance. El- Elroy, back when he was writing scripts, he did Street Kings. He did uh, Rampart. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 
Well, so yeah, a comedy, probably a show. We look forward to it. Is there anything yes. else? Joe, what do you have? Tell us about you're doing Oscar stuff. You're I'm doing Oscar, Oscar stuff. Buzz. I'm doing um I'm gonna be doing some vulture uh pieces leading up to the Oscars. We've got the fantasy league happening. I've got some sort of some irons in the fire there. Um but yeah, this had Oscar Buzz. We are coming up on I don't even know, uh probably close to 300 episodes congratulations crazy Crazy. Um, that's great we'll have our we haven't quite decided what our may mini series is we usually do some kind of special thing for the month of may last year we did uh 100 years 100 snubs a countdown of uh yeah uh some notable oscar snubs we had a really good time with that so much to patreon lately so if you know you come and listen to our podcast and you like it enough you can uh you can join on that with for even more <laughs> somehow even more of us but i uh, need to join i need to i'm a fan obviously i listen to your guys' show as you know thanks. oh and let me actually just say for the record because i i dm'd you guys this yeah uh, you and chris so i had mentioned to you you two i feel like i don't know almost a year ago how in my car when i'm driving my kids to daycare yeah. Um, they would often be, I always listen to podcasts and they would often get mad at me and be like, play Moana, play whatever. <laughs> and the only time they're probably right. Well, but yeah. the only times they did not do that. And I, this is 100% true. I'm not making this up was when your guys's podcast was on. And to this, I don't day, know what that says. I don't but, know what that says. But this about is what's kids. so crazy. If you know, kids, they change so frequently, right? Yeah. To I hand to God to this day, literally today, I when I was driving them today, I had your show on and they did nary a complaint. They were just wow. like they were into the show. I mean, well, because they're Oscar like, heads, Dan. That's all. The yeah, they they are, you know? that's what it is. They're in it for the juice, for the goss, for the drama. They were like waiting yeah. for those we Oppenheimer points to drop for that's the right. Vulture game. They were like really like, <laughs> well, we gotta wait. We gotta see PGA, <laughs> that's PGA coming in. But anyway, um, yes, the Patreon. I was gonna say, I need to, I need to subscribe, if for no other reason than to listen to the Lovely Bones episode. Oh, it's worth it. Oh. We 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 go a little stir because you guys because you do the book. thing you like cheat in the Patreon where right. you, it's yeah. an exception. Yeah, of, on the Patreon, if if a movie that yeah. is mostly something that we would do, except it got like a nomination, um, so right. we we don't we can't allow anything with nominations on the main feed but uh we'll do that for the patreon so we so that like, so tucci got nominated for that movie regrettably right. so. which is yes a fam- <laughs> famously a totally fine nomination nobody has a problem with. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and um so you guys use that exception to talk about the movie so i really want to listen to it because yeah. i just we're doing a- molly's game soon Ooh. which is uh i'm very excited I to was, talk about molly's game a movie i love i was secretly I, rooting I, for napoleon to get no oscar nominations no, so just that to we could talk about yeah it. i would <laughs> yeah, yeah. love yeah. to talk about yeah. napoleon i haven't seen napoleon yet i'm going to have to because it is an oscar nominee so i've got to have it for my rankings and that's like the longest of the remaining uh, sure. that i have to watch so it's also premium vod so i'm gonna to have to shell out oh, 20 bucks to go yeah. to I watch know, it but, i say uh, this i like that movie a lot i'm in the tank for ridley though so like yeah i believe e- it's, it's easier yeah. i just if i don't know how if you can wait this long but i believe on march one it's officially f- I might be able Apple to wait that TV long. Plus. On the day, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Apple TV. Yeah. Maybe just make it your It'll last one. It'll be the last one. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, that's good. That's a, that that makes sense. That's appropriate. Yeah. Um. But that. Yeah. Joe, thanks for coming on. You're busy. You thanks, got a you guys. Things going on. Yeah, you really appreciate. Always it. a pleasure. I love. I love an assignment. I gotta say, I love an excuse. When am I, When was I gonna see Eyewitness? Never. Right. And now sure. I've seen Eyewitness, yeah. and I'm happier for it. The other three, maybe not, but Eyewitness definitely. I'm <laughs> if that's for the price it, of the Eyewitness, though, well, that's look, the thing. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. And look, it also probably got you to maybe finally watch Gorillas in the Mist. That is true. It's, it, and the Gorillas in the Mist had been like on my list. And that's Literally, a good I one. I do have a list. And like it's been on the list forever. So I'm glad I finally saw it. It's a great year for list, Actress. So. A great, that's yeah. a, great, uh, a great lineup. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, so thanks, I you guess. Guys. Yeah, no, thank you. And, you know, as always and as ever, DJ Mecca on Twitter. Uh, film stage we got stuff going on we got reviews we got b-side episodes um fathom stories for the short stories and connor i will let you take us out yeah no joe thanks again always a pleasure to have you uh yeah and you can follow us on social at tfs b-side if you've liked what you've heard please do rate review and subscribe we have one more audience choice uh or sorry two more audience choices remaining we're going to be doing at some point in the near future, the films of Don Cheadle and Martin nice. Scorsese. So those will be those will be coming up. There will be some Kundun in your future, probably. Um, but okay. uh, other than that, uh, if if Joe and Chris's busy schedule allows, we'll maybe try and sneak you guys back on for a little Oscar special. Yeah, we got We got to get B, that B side uh, situation on the books. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll make that happen. But um, but until then, if everything goes to shit, we'll just take off and meet the site from orbit. <laughs> and now you're listening to the B-Side.